this life unraveled. Each of us has a story. How many times do you listen to other people's stories? Like really, really listen. This Life Unraveled shares stories from all walks of life. Our purpose is to create a space for inclusivity, a place to be honest about our traumas, our successes, our failures, our stories, our truths. To share so that we can create understanding and compassion and to provoke our thought patterns. Are you willing to listen? Oh, okay. All right. Well, so we're officially at lucky episode number seven. I mean, we had like one, two, and then 2.5 and then three, four, five, six. So now you're seven. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, this is Jen that is on with us today and we're like super excited to have Jen. And the funny thing is, uh, it's only my second time seeing Jen in person because we met online through Facebook for a New York city, uh, bus trip. So that's kind of cool and different. And, um, essentially I saw some of Jen's post and I was like, wow, I think she's got a story. And I was like, I want to know what the story is because I'm nosy. Number one, I care. Number two. And I think the world probably needs to hear it. (laughs) I don't know. Are those valid reasons, Sean? Sure. You think, are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. You don't know? Yeah. That works. As anything else. Yes. So, and the admirable thing about you was that Jen went to New York City alone. And yeah. I was like, shoot. Like, that was, was that a, 2019? No, no, no. This was, was this, last, this, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. And I mean, it makes me extra impressed because there's a lot of people with the COVID thing that they were like, yeah. New York City's very dangerous. And I do have to say, sadly, there was a little bit extra danger than yeah. what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. But I'm still impressed that you went by yourself. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, that's balls to the wall i love it like i can't yeah. i struggle going to restaurants by myself unless i have my phone in my hand and i can like read or right. like play on facebook or something like that so yeah that was actually my first solo trip was so, it and i did it and it was intentional i was like i knew it would be like a confidence boost for me yeah and like i just really love the idea of like you know just taking that um so you went completely alone then and you you loved it Oh yeah, or I'm I, assuming you did. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't I did, know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would you would have been like, no, it was the worst experience of my <laughs> Never life. Never going I hated back. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you have an agenda when you went? Like, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, or I, did you just go and figure it out? Um, a little bit of both. I did. I did have like certain things where yeah. I was like I wanted to see, but um, a lot. I did a lot of winging it, which is like unusual for me. I'm not a very like spontaneous person. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, it was just something I wanted to like experience in that way and that's so cool um, yeah I did like I ended up going and like sitting by the Hudson River and I was just like I just this is really peaceful yeah I just (laughs) and I I like really enjoyed that that wasn't like part of my plan but um that's so cool because I'm always with people yeah so you always are having to entertain right or make sure everyone's happy and you're always heading to your next destination so I've never had time to like just go and sit like I've seen right. people sit in Central Park and I'm like that's just so beautiful uh-huh yeah just especially like with the May trip coming up um like I want I would oh, love to just be, go yeah. sit just go sit out there and look at the flowers and like look at people people watch dog watch you know that'll be really cool yeah yeah um, yeah so it's and- interesting Right. Yeah. And no, I really enjoyed that aspect. Not like, I guess it sounds kind of bad, but I like not being like tied down by anyone else. Yeah. You know, I just, I had the freedom to do you were totally whatever free. I wanted. Yes. I love it. Do you think you'll do more like things like that where you do solo oh, things? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I, in fact, because of that, I I ended up deciding to go to California next month on my own. No. Yeah. Way. And so I'm like, I guess I might be like a little bit addicted to traveling alone that, now. Me too. So I have a, I have very much a problem. I am willing to be poor. To yeah. Travel. Yeah. Right. It's a problem. Yeah. It's gonna it, be a problem. I think. Same. Same here. Like I'm like, oh, what can I do next? Let me go here. So that's awesome. Um. So that's. I mean, I'm impressed, honestly. I really am. And I'm I was impressed, need... too. I impressed myself. Uh, right, I was right. like, I don't know if I can do this. And I Pat did it. myself and I was like, oh, on cool. the back right here. It is. I'm yeah. deserving of this. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. When I do something I'm proud of, I, like, run through the house, and I'm like, Sean, Sean, tell me you're proud uh-huh. of me. <laughs> tell me you're proud of me for what I just did. <laughs> like, look what I did. I know. Be impressed. So um, kind of where we start out with a lot of people is just kind of your background. So, like, yeah. are you from North Carolina? I am. Okay. Yeah, so born and raised North Carolinian. I was born in the Charlotte area, though. Okay, so yeah. I say Charlotte. It was, like, 45 minutes south of Charlotte. Okay. Um, kind of in the boonies. That's almost South <laughs> Carolina. Union. Yeah, it oh, was. Wow. And it was close to the South Carolina border. So um, Monroe, specifically, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. was Heard of that. the area. But it was Wesley Chapel Village. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, so nobody has, usually nobody's heard of it. So I usually just say like Charlotte, you know, yeah, that yeah. area, but actually way outside of Charlotte. So I've heard of Monroe before, but I think it's because yeah. I work with the Register of Deeds office a lot uh-huh. with some research that I do. So that's probably why I've heard yeah, of that before. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you have a mom and a dad growing up? I did. Yeah. So, um, I had... I had my um, biological parents, and then I had several siblings. I had three older. Wow. And then I had one younger biological. Okay. Um, and then my family ended up adopting two younger. Wow. So there's seven of you. Yeah, total, yeah. Seven. Dude, that's, that's intense. Yeah. Seven that's kids. Very, very that's a lot. <laughs> Episode seven, seven kids. I know, yeah. right? I am one I, of I seven. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's seven so, of nine. So... Um, did you go to public school growing up? I did not. So I was <laughs> technically homeschooled. I but get, yeah. you know the stereotypical homeschooling yeah. where it's like you're isolated. Uh-huh. You like don't, uh, you know, you don't actually get like school. Well, that was my, that was my So experience. you were isolated. So I was, yeah. oh, very, very isolated. Yeah. Sean was homeschooled, but I don't, he was not isolated. Not really. It depends on what you mean by isolated. <laughs> like, yeah. you still hung out with, uh, you did things with other kids. Like, extracurricular activities and, like. Kind of. We, well, once, was it once a week or once a month? We had, like, a um, homeschool community that we would go to. Yeah. It was actually a 4-H club. But, but you were, okay. like, super involved with church. Now, yeah. with church, yeah. I mean, were you guys involved with church, too, or just homeschool? So, we were. I, um, my family was extremely religious. Okay. Um, however, we church hopped a lot. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. there was never. Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. was never. We didn't stay in one place for more than two years. Like, that was, oh, the wow. mo- like, the absolute, like, longest time we yeah. had stayed at a church. Um, it's hard to build relationships like that. Right. Well, and that was like the only time I did like feel like I made a friend. Then we left that, that specific situation where it was, we had been there two years. I like felt like I'd made a friend. Um, and it was another girl like around my age who had, she had lost her mom tragically. Oh, wow. Anyway. So we like, I think we bonded over trauma, which I didn't know at the time, Yes, (laughs) you know, was the case. But, and then, um, my mom, and this was the case for every situation where we left a church, was uh-huh. my mom would end up getting, like, super close to someone. Oh. And, and then it would blow up. Oh, no. And she would, she would like, 
wreck the oh not it's not it wasn't like it, the... yeah it was never like a healthy relationship it yeah. was she would become obsessed oh wow. with a person and just like i mean she would and at the time it was like email was like a normal way to communicate with, you yeah, know yeah, it was yeah. like people not like you know it was the equivalent of texting yes, but um yes. she would just send email after email after email after email oh, and wow. um so it was yeah <laughs> not healthy but she ended up like I think actually we were supposed to me and my sister I think mm-hmm. were like supposed to perform that Sunday actually like oh, we were shoot. supposed to like sing or something you know yeah. with, like the kids whatever kids choir and um and we literally just didn't my mom was like we're never going back because she had this like falling out with someone oh, and, like like we were I was like freaking out I was like we're supposed to you know I was like yeah, very yeah. like we had a commitment you know we're, we're like supposed to through. and I like didn't see you know my friend like there was no I couldn't like explain to her you what couldn't happened. Even say so goodbye. she didn't know right and we oh ended up running into her at like a local festival at one point really which was so uncomfortable because she came up to me and was like, what happened? Like, what? I was like, I don't know what to say. You know, I yeah, just like, like what, what do you right? say? It wasn't my fault. Like I, you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. it was just, it was I'm just a kid. Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, don't do like, I don't know. Right. This so was how old were you for, with that friend probably about, I want to say I was like 10, between like 10 and 12. Oh man. That's an age yeah. where you really, I mean, you need friends at all ages, but that's that, like it was a crucial oh, age. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was a devastating thing for me to lose. Cause I didn't really have that experience experience otherwise yeah and then you're like in mourning for a friend oh yeah now did you guys play a lot with neighborhood kids and stuff like that or not really not really um we weren't so where we lived there was a house right beside us and then Mm -hmm. there was a neighborhood like behind that okay we weren't allowed to go back to that neighborhood for whatever reason I'm trying to remember what the reasoning was other than just keeping us isolated I think really was the thing but it was (laughs) the family next door was a pastor's family oh and it was the stereotypical terrible pastor's kids. No, <laughs> okay, no. like you're talking like hardcore stereotype of like yeah. they were mean, they bullied, yes. you know, like just the yes. whole like I'm better than you. Yes, and that was very much the situation. But I was so desperate. I can't remember my siblings. I think maybe were too, but I remember specifically from my point of view that I was so desperate for like any sort of connection yeah. that I would like beg her to play with me. And she would tell me to my face when she, we did play, she yeah. would be like, no one else is around. So I'll play with you because oh my I, she was like, every other kid is busy. There's not a single person I can You're play with last and choice. I'm bored. And the second oh. someone else became available, she would leave, you know, and Man, just like, sucks. and I was like, I was so desperate that I like put up with that. I was like, okay, like any, you know, like I will take literally take. anything. Oh my gosh. That's, so that's heartbreaking actually. Yeah. But I mean, when you're a kid in isolation, I've heard some other similar stories and I was like, wow. Yeah. Like just really floored. Um, so let me ask you too. I'm going to backtrack just yeah, slightly. Of denomination. Was there like a certain denomination? Of so church? <laughs> it's funny because there wasn't yeah. necessarily, there was, a, I mean, it was a lot of. I know we did like Southern Baptist at one point, but okay. all the way up to like Presbyterian. Okay. So it was like a whole, <laughs> a yeah, whole we range. We were more like your holy roller type people. Yeah. Up. I don't know if you, it did was, you ever go to any charismatic ones? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a, a, that's a very yes. different experience. <laughs> it is. From Baptist to like go to Pentecostal holiness uh-huh. or something like that. To so. like Presbyterian where you have the very like ritualistic. Yes. Um, it's almost reminds me of being Catholic. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's very similar. I think. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, um, I know you'd mentioned, you sent me like a little brief description, um, about, um, abuse. So did you, what are, what are your, 
like your childhood memories, do you, do you feel like abuse started early on? It did. Yeah. And I had to work through a lot of this with my therapist to like yeah. figure out. Cause I had so many, and I think I still do. I have like repressed memories. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we had to really like work just to like bring up those memories of even wow. like acknowledging and like trying to figure out where it started. And there's no like yeah. super specific, like, I don't know for sure, you know, yeah, like yeah. I can't pinpoint, you know, like this was the exact this moment. This was the moment right. that, you know, this happened. And of course, like emotional abuse is very, it tends to start out subtle. You know, it's not yeah. like a, you know, one day you're like, you're the worst person ever kind of thing, you know. Yes, but yes. I think, and like my therapist and I um, believe that it was probably around the age of six. That was okay. our kind of like conclusion. So around six years old. Because, yeah. um, well, our thinking was that was when my personality started like to really come out shine you and started... I was not an easy child would just put it that way okay. I did not like to follow authority I question authority okay and that does not go well with a narcissistic parent uh, it tends yeah. to clash a little bit so in in that so there were seven total of you yes did, were the other ones in your opinion emotionally abused or physically abused I believe there are levels of abuse okay but I specifically was targeted and oh um were you one of the older kids i was like middle middle so she i had like three older yeah she was like number freaking four and there was a there was a <sighs> huge there was a huge span of like the ages oh okay. so my oldest brother was like i th- i can't remember for sure now but i think i want to say like 10 years older than me he okay. was actually like out of the house by the time i could like had a lot of like yeah, yeah you know formative memories and stuff um and then my second oldest brother um was i think eight years older than me so he was around like some but like not you know so i was never close to them anyway like regardless um i do remember that my mother had a very bizarre like relationship with my oldest brother where they were like super close and like she couldn't like let him go and i know he created issues when he got married oh wow where with like his wife where it was like not because she was like obsessive Uh over her son and she didn't like that he was like choosing her you know which is like natural you know like choosing your wife heart is kind of like a normal thing like moms have a hard time letting their boys go yeah in the big scheme of things you know i don't imagine i'll have that hard of a time i mean like i'll be okay we'll see We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but I think too, I mean, and I think, I do believe that his wife saw some things yeah. in the dynamics and yeah. I think that was part of it and that caused friction, which I would be curious to know how things are now. Right. Um, right. So, you know, if he's listening, like hit me up and let me know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just send me an email. Yeah, just like, let me know between... how that's going. Yes. That's um, crazy. Cause I know they have several kids together now too. I think they have like. Five, okay, yeah. yeah, they have like, oh, wow. quite a big family. I call that reproduction specialist. Uh huh. Yes, what we exactly. Say about we're like we're reproduction specialists. Uh-huh. Although we don't have that many kids, we have three, uh-huh. and it was just at a time in our life when our brothers and sisters were having kids all at the same time. Sure, and people yeah. would see us and be like, "You know what causes that?" And we'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're reproduction specialists. We know right. what causes. We know. This. Yeah. yeah, like we do this on purpose. You yeah. Know, like, we, do we, you we, know? Do we? Do we need to explain <laughs> to you? <laughs> Do we, do, would you like an example? No. Come behind this partition. That's kind of scary. A so the sibling that was a, like the next in line, how much older was that sibling than you? 
the one I want to say eight years older. So there was there was ten years older, eight years older, and then the next one. I believe so. And then the um, my older sister was only two years. Oh, only two years. We were almost exactly two years apart. And she Um, wasn't. You never saw like physical abuse of her. No, and we. She was the golden child. Really? So it it. (laughs) So she was perfect. Yes, Uh, she she didn't question authority, and that was the thing. She went. She would do anything to keep the peace, including later on. That was me growing up. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. So that was totally me growing up, and I need therapy now, and I plan to start it soon. Yeah. I'm waiting for some deduction things to work out with my insurance, but. Yeah, I was like 100% the peacekeeper. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I've become unafraid to question authority mm-hmm. and start questioning things and being yeah. like, well, I don't agree with that anymore. And I'm okay that we don't agree. So, right. so that's interesting. So I bet, I wonder if she's still that way. Well, and it, yeah, it is interesting because I think that in and of itself was, I think, she, you know, she had trauma too. Yeah, yeah. And that was something, you know, my therapist helped me realize because it was kind of like, well, you know, why did I, you know, I was like the only one. I really wasn't the only one. I did take the brunt of the abuse for sure. There's no yeah. question about that. I was very much targeted. But my siblings did not come out unscathed, you know, like there's not, that's not, you know, they did not grow up in a healthy environment. There was no, you know, they didn't see a healthy marriage. There was, you know, like they, they definitely were affected as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know because I don't, you know, have a relationship with them, but I know that they're not, you know, (laughs) they're not okay. They can't be. Right. Well then the one that was younger than you, how old was that one? So he was six years younger than me. Six years younger. Yeah. Wow, she did space out some yes, babies. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we were very. Out. Yeah, yeah, and then she adopted two after that mm-hmm. one that were younger than those. Yeah, and I was trying to remember. Um, I want to say I was like, must have been sixteen, seventeen at the time when they were adopted. Okay, and were they? Um, young, and they were adopted like a year apart. Um, yeah, they were adopted as babies. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then I actually that was another aspect of it is, it was. Um, the youngest yeah. was very medically fragile. I get that. Um, yeah. And he was he was actually born with like all of his organs outside of his body. He oh, had an extremely, oh, extremely rare um, yes. birth defect. Anyway, so I ended up kind of taking on the role of caretaker for him. Oh wow. And um and then my sister kind of took on the role of caretaking for my little sister, who okay. also had um I think that, I don't know, because she was still pretty young. She was, how old was she? She was like, I think there were six and four when I left. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's like, it's been long enough that yeah. I'm like the age, trying to remember all, everyone's ages. Uh, but she, I believe she had like autism or just, mm-hmm. just a lot of delays for sure. At yeah. least, at, you know, at best. Um, and I believe, yeah. yeah, she may have had some physical delays as well but anyway so my sister kind of took on the caretaking role I don't know how yeah. that happened you know it wasn't yeah, like we sat down naturally. and was like listen so he you know I'll take care of him you, you take kid. care of her you yeah kid. and I yeah. think maybe it was like a natural bonding type thing where you maybe. know he was naturally like bonded to me more so than her anyway yeah. either way I actually ended up graduating early so that I could do more of the caretaking oh, of him wow. so I graduated at 16 um, which was just me taking the 12th grade test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just I like, get that. It was not flying colors. Okay. But yeah. I like struggled with math. I passed. That's all. Yeah. That and I was like barely passed, but I like, you know, I made it on the other side. So yes, I mean, that's all yes. that matters. Anyway. That's, that's better than me. I just, I still to this day do not know what they wrote down to get me to pass. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was working and doing zero school uh, for yeah. like the last two years. <laughs> 
please don't come after us, North Carolina homeschool. Right? They don't, <laughs> you're never going to hear this. You're going to get a phone call. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm paying <laughs> taxes later. now. That's all they care 20 about. Years That's later. true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so um, your parents, your, you had your mom and dad, and I'm assuming the physical abuse began maybe when you were a, about six as well. Yeah. When you became feisty. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So, and I'm sure your siblings, I'm sure they witnessed that. So I don't think, honestly, I don't think there was a lot of witnessing oh, okay. of a lot of it because she did make sure, my mom did make sure to like isolate me a lot of the time. And okay. there was a lot of like being shut in the bedroom with her while she would scream or whatever. Oh, like, God. And um, she may have some mental illness. So maybe, you think maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe some signs of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my, um, it's funny cause one of the first things my therapist had mm. me like research when I first started, which I, I'm such an analytical person. I found this yes. fascinating. I was very resistant to going to therapy. Right. I was like, I don't believe in like, you yeah, know, paying yeah. someone to talk like that's absurd. Yeah. But I went to, I finally ended up going, um, someone like convinced me to go and, <laughs> I came back and I was like, this is the best thing. Really? I had like, I was so excited. I was so excited. And That'll I was be like, me when I go. That'll be me. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, Sean, let me tell you all about my therapy. Because you exactly. already yeah. like talking. And I so know. Someone is like paid to sit there and listen to and, you. And for me, if it's like a good, um, like if I feel like I'm receiving a good service, yeah, I'm going to want everybody to go see my therapist. Right. Hello, Facebook. Yes. You need to know about my therapist. Let me tell oh, you about that's how, how amazing yeah. my therapist is. I would be that way. That's completely how I was like, oh God, everyone should go to therapy. This is amazing. I've heard I, that. Yeah. Just like the, she, well, she just like broke everything down for me. Wow. And it was like, I finally was like, I have an understanding of what's, you know, what's wrong with me. So yeah, to speak, yeah. you know, where it's like, of course, especially having had like Stockholm syndrome yes. and having just been you know, stuck in that cycle being told over and over and over again, you know, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And so your mom said these things to you, like yeah. she would make like from early on, you remember her oh, yeah. telling you things like, like you're not good enough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every day. I mean, just Every a constant. Day? Oh yeah. It was a constant. You can't do anything right. That was like the, that's the one thing. And sometimes that's still in my head a lot is the, you can't do anything right. So it's like, sometimes I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, you know? You so I have, I've had to learn to like, you know, kind of, get that voice out of my head yeah. because it's not my voice. It's her voice. Yeah. And I can see that being like really difficult. Yeah. Cause you would just hear it, it was ingrained in yeah. you. Oh yeah. During your formative years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I've had to work really, really hard to, you know, to, and, and it's, I mean, you know, still a work in progress, Yeah. but I've definitely come a long way with that because it was such a, you know, I mean, just to have that for so many years, mm-hmm. like be the only thing you hear from the people who are, you know, the main caretakers in yeah. your life. Um, was she loving as well? Like, was it a mixed no, kind of um, thing for you? So, <laughs> there I, was, like, forced affection sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Like, so, hug me or... Yeah, so oh. she would, like, make us hug her. Um, oh. And... You'd be like, I don't want to touch you! <laughs> yes, yeah. You witch! And yeah. then, well, and that was another thing she used, is she would be like, why don't you want to hug me? Like, there's something wrong oh. with you. You don't love me. Oh, and my God. And I did, like... I really struggled with that, because I did, like... I knew that I didn't feel like a natural connection with her, which, which you know, looking sad. back, it's like, well, of course you didn't, you know, because of yeah, all yeah, the abuse. Yeah. But at the time I was like, there is something wrong with me. Like, I don't know. I don't understand oh why I don't love my own mother. Like what kind of monster, well, you know? You, I mean, you didn't know that that wasn't normal, did you? I mean, how would you know? 
Well, because she would tell me that that, you know, she would but be I mean, like, you're not attached. Right. Oh, you mean she as was far as... You, but you didn't know that she was not a normal mother. Right. No, for a long... Yeah, no. And I probably had no idea up until, um, I want to say like 17, 18. Wow. So around 16 is when I became involved in politics. And that was kind of my saving grace, like my way out oh, a little wow. bit. Um <laughs> Which is funny because now I'm like I, I'm that's not a, at all. I get so tired. Escape. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I get so tired. Well, if you're in a very of, religious family, politics uh-huh. and religion can go hand in hand. Yes. So were you on the very conservative yes, side at this the time? The extreme. It was a little Ex- embarrassing. Yes. No, no, no. I, you would have been <laughs> but raising it was my the way Trump out. flag high. Yeah. That's, you would have been oh, like, wow, yes. that makes me a little bit nauseous to say. I understand. But yes, I understand. Yes, trust me. You are correct. Trust me. I. Um, fe- I mean, I'm going to be honest here and tell you that. When I was coming up, I felt my Christian duty mm-hmm. was to be very conservative. Yeah. I felt very strongly that certain people were God-ordained to be yeah, in uh-huh. office. Yep. And um, now I feel a lot differently. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I was very influenced. Yeah. Very influenced by what I was surrounded by. Yeah. And I was surrounded exactly. yes. by very, um, very conservative Christian people and, and with conservative uh, political beliefs. So right. I, I very much followed that path until yeah. I didn't. And then when I didn't, it was like, uh-huh. what are you doing, girl? It's like, wait. What you doing? Oh, this ain't okay. <laughs> That's not, yeah. It's, it's almost like saying I've switched from Christianity to Satan. Right. Oh, yeah. You're completely <laughs> just like not even close. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to do this, Adrian. You can't switch teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But so when you got involved in politics, were you like, um, like volunteering and stuff. Yeah. So I did so much like this isn't even like a bragging thing, but uh, like I was so deeply involved that yeah. I was like winning awards for like being, you know, volunteer of the no year type way. thing. And like, I, I had like politicians like fighting over me as a volunteer for their no campaign way. because I <laughs> was so desperate to get out that I would do anything. I mean, I, when I tell you, I walked in the rain for miles doing like door to door because it meant I didn't have to be at home. What? And I would like, I just nonstop. I mean, if I could have been out all night, I would have. You know what I mean? So, but you <laughs> like, didn't have a job in the public at 16. Did she, no. Did she no, allow that? No. Oh, yeah, really? Um, women are not allowed to work outside of the home. Oh, so. no. wait, 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 a housewife. Yeah, and, yes. and I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a housewife. No, there's not. But there's a problem with saying you don't have a choice. Right. right exactly. That, and that's the difference. And I, I also think, too, is I'm a big believer in, like, you got to be able to support yourself. You know, you can't, yeah. like, rely on someone else. Like, you do have yeah. to have, like, even if you are, like, a housewife, you yeah. know, stay-at-home mom, whatever, you got to have, you, you got to have something, you know, so that Seriously. if... Seriously. I mean, even if you're in, like, a happy marriage, like, what if something happens to your spouse? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You have no backup plan? Well, or how many times have you divorce? heard that, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got to right, get exactly. out, but I can't. Yeah, and it's terrible, right? Yeah. I have yeah. nowhere to go. I have no way to support myself. I didn't do yeah. college. I didn't do anything. I've been raising the kids. Right. Yeah, and it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So and and honestly, I am. I remember one of the things with Sean and me. I remember before we got married because we were really young when we got married. We were he was eighteen, I was nineteen. But I remember when we were dating and we were even younger than that. And him saying, "Adrian, 
until I can support you 100% for you to stay at home, I don't want to get married. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> did I, I like, say what? You did. I remember, <laughs> He's like, oh, I now it's embarrassing. spot we were sitting was, on the couch. I was way more dumb than I thought. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting on the couch in my mom's living room. And I yeah. was like, I was like, really? I was like, because um, it takes more than love to run a marriage and I'm fine with working. Right. Now, when I had babies, I did want to stay at home. Yeah. But now in hindsight, I am like so thankful because my, my entire belief system and my uh, politics, um, um, sexuality and gender issues, everything, everything is different. Alcohol, um, all that, everything is different even down to like tattoos and stuff because of my exposure to people. Right. And, and I would not have had that if I had stayed at home because I would have been going to a conservative Christian church and I would have only been hearing what my husband told me when he came home from other people. And so I would have been very, I I, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. So I think it's important. Yeah. And it's crazy to think how you can, you know, be in that bubble even as an adult. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't like ever get out of that. Well, and then they don't know it. And it's not crazy to think because seen so many. Yeah. We have a lot of of folks that we know that are in the bubble. And yeah, it's sad. I guess it's really sad more than surprising. I I think that most of them are content in it, but it's hard for them to understand when you start thinking differently. Sure. But relationships are really what has made me think differently. So, right. yeah. Um, so you're volunteering. Politicians are fighting for you. You're walking yeah. door to door in the rain. And, and is your yeah. mom, does she kind of resent you doing this or how she feels? So it was funny because the reason I got involved really, um, or the reason I guess she allowed me to get involved um, was because they were, they were, you know, very political. Oh, I'm sure. And so, yeah. and that's why, like, I grew up, you know, hearing you know Fox News on in the background all yes, the time. Yes. And so, oh my god. So they were supportive to an extent. Yeah. You know, and yeah. of course, once it got to the point where I started, you know, developing like relationships with people, oh. even like with politicians and stuff. And it's funny. Um, so I like, you know, seeing some politicians in their pajamas and I'm like, this is like, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. an inside, you know, like inside their family life. Anyway, it's just funny because she, she like wanted me to be involved, uh-huh. but she also didn't want me to have too much independence. Oh, okay. And so like she wanted to keep a leash on. Right. Me. Like here's oh, my little leash. Very tight. Yeah. And we're going to pull you back. Uh, right. Uh, you're getting too you're close. You're getting too far. Yeah. Shoot. And... <laughs> Do not be a free thinker, Jen. Right, right. Whatever yeah. you do, do right. not develop your own opinions. And exactly. Beliefs. Yeah. And so I started, you know, making friends. And oh, wow. the more I made friends and the whole like being in the homes of like not just politicians, but like other volunteers and stuff. Yeah. I started to be like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Like family. <laughs> this dynamics. isn't normal. Like this isn't normal. Yeah. And it, it was a culture shock for me. I yeah. mean, even more so when I left, but even just when I started to see and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> like so, this isn't yeah. what I thought was going to be, you know, the case. It's like, I thought every family was like right. This. I've heard the same thing. Um, uh, we've had similar situations where people have come in our home and they're like, your family dynamic is like so different yeah. than other family dynamics. And I, I feel like growing up, we had fairly good. I mean, I was in a broken home, but that was, it was still a decent family dynamic. Yours was sure. good too. And, and I, um, you know, thankful for all that, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's some, I don't know. 
It's interesting because you just, you don't know until you see other, you know, family dynamics. You don't yeah. know what's normal, what's not. I mean, nor, you know, quote unquote normal. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. I should say like. Wait, you, mean, you guys don't treat, don't treat your kids like this? Right. <laughs> it's like, wait. Yeah. So I, once I started to see that people, I started to gradually open up to people just like a little bit here and yeah. there and they would be like. Um, uh oh, would they like, tell do you? you? Yeah, and so and it started out, and I was so taken aback that people would be like shocked, and I was like, "That's just what do this you mean? Like normal. that's just my life, you know?" Yeah, yeah, and they're, and it gradually got you know worse and worse, and <laughs> they would just they would be like, "Yeah, this isn't good." Like, and was you that more maybe... the emotional abuse that you were referring to? Yeah, and that well, yeah, um, that was also always really I think like the focus that was like the worst. Yes. Um, I think that that had such a, like, she had such a control over me emotionally that that would, that yeah. even when they would tell me, you know, they would be like, well, that's not normal. I would like get a little bit defensive of her, you know, yeah, of and course, be like, well, you, you know, she know means well. Is. Yeah. And my big hang up too was the younger kids. Um, and I never wanted to leave them. And that yes. um, that was really extremely difficult for me up until the end. Oh, I cannot imagine because you were bonded with yeah. that medically fragile sibling. And I would and I would spend time in the hospital with him. He would be in the hospital, you know, for months at a time. I would not leave his side. Wow. Um, so even after he was older, he was in the hospital that much? Yeah. Um, yeah, the first four years of his life, he was in and out a lot. Like, there were there were just a ton of issues. Wow. Um, and he, yeah, he almost didn't make it at one point. He went into septic shock. Oh, my um, gosh. He just was very fragile. Yeah. And so there was just a lot of, and everyone always assumed I was the mom, which kind of made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I would like, yeah. I, And I wouldn't correct him and be like, yeah, you know. And he yeah. would, well, and he was more bonded to me. And he yeah. would, he would wake up from surgery and he would be like, Jen. Oh. Be like Jen, he'd like open his eyes and like reach for me, and I'd be like, "What, buddy?" And he would, he yeah. would be, he would be like, "It hurts," and then he would close his eyes and oh like go back to sleep, and he would just be like squeezing my hand. Oh my um, gosh! And I, I was the one he always asked for. Like yeah. he wanted me to comfort him, and so that was really difficult for me to like, you know. And I think a lot of people don't understand that aspect of my story. Actually, and I don't talk about it a lot either. Yes, I say people yes. don't understand, but I just don't talk about it um, because it feels a little bit. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think he wasn't my child, but he was. It's yeah. like I lost a child. And it is. I hate, I don't know. I don't like to say that because it's like, well, that's, you know, people really do lose their kids. And I don't want to like take away from that, you know, but it's like, that's the grief that I feel. I'm sure you feel that grief. Is, you know, losing him um, and my other siblings too, but specifically him. He was my baby, you know, yes, and yes. we actually co-slept too. I mean, he oh, was always, wow. and that was really hard for me to this day. I still like, I feel the need to like sleep with, you and know, so like he, even a you pillow. You were 16 when he came into your life, right? And it was I believe so I believe he was 16 or he was 16 I was 16 yeah when they adopted him yeah because and then I um graduated around that time yeah and um and then you actually oh one thing I want you to explain uh Stockholm syndrome like for anybody yeah. that doesn't know what that is um so is that basically where you are attached to someone that is abusive towards yes. you you bond with your abuser okay um and basically it's just it's a deep deep state of denial and wow, you yeah. can't it, it takes a long time it's it was a lot of hard work for me to get out of that yeah um and 
a lot of times with Stockholm syndrome, you have to be physically removed from the situation and emotionally removed and like cut off. And oh, you wow. can't continue. I couldn't continue to have any contact with my mother. I did for probably about, I want to say two years before oh, wow. I was able to, before I was strong enough to go no contact. Wow. But I couldn't get out of that until I did, but I had to be, you know, <laughs> I also had to work up to that. Yeah. I can't imagine because I haven't dealt with it. So you were, um, uh, let's see, you're around 16, you're volunteering with all the politicians, you're developing relationships, these people are telling you, you're not being treated normal at home. Yeah. You know, you're kind of defending. Um, how long were you, were you involved with volunteering with the politicians up until the time you left home? Yeah, I was. So that was about 20 years old? Yeah, it was right, so it was right before my 21st birthday was when, um, was when I ended up leaving. And backing up, like, more context to that. So, yeah. and... I want to say probably 18 is when it really started to, and I think part of that was turning 18, yeah, you know, being, yeah. you know, you were an adult. and she was scared that she was going to lose me. Oh, and because I was pulling away more and more and I was like, I have these outer connections yeah. and even my sister would be like, yeah, it's like you're changing and oh there's, my gosh. <laughs> I'll get back to that too. Yeah, Cause it was yeah. like part of the court hearing and everything anyway. But, you know, because that's abnormal, you know, we wouldn't want why an would adult grow to, up? yeah. <laughs> why would it, why should you function in society? Yeah, have outside, like, relationships. That's not normal. And that's, yeah, no, and my mom would be like, you need to, you know, family is what's most important. And that was always, uh, and of course, she always used the um, honor your father and mother. That yes, was for that everything, was. for everything. I hope she you didn't know. use that when she abused you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And that God. was a big, um, sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. And that's like a, a huge source of bitterness for me too, is because even like after leaving, there was a lot of invalidation from Christians yes. who would be like, how dare you leave? That's your parents. You know, Shoot. like, how dare you? Oh, my God. There was a lot of how dare you. And I was like, you don't know. You like you don't it. know. And just because someone is a parent doesn't automatically make them a good person, a good parent, a good, you know, like that is any, the truth. like people aren't naturally equipped to be good parents. <laughs> like that's yes. not a, and I think society expects that. And they like really put moms on a pedestal, yeah. which don't get me wrong. I mean, moms who are good, loving moms are absolutely should be celebrated, yeah. should be, you know, should be put on a pedestal, yeah. honestly. And like dads too, and like any parent should be, you know, yeah. who does like invest in their children and love them unconditionally. Definitely. That's like amazing. But yeah. it shouldn't be an expectation across the board that every family is like that. And yeah, that like every family has the, Right, exactly. Like you came out perfect and, and everybody's just going to line up. Right. It's going to be perfect. Like exactly. It's a little game of life here. Right. And they, yeah. a lot of people too would be like, well, she did the best she could. Oh yeah, and I'm like, and that's well, it so was maybe she did, here. but it was <laughs> it was extremely damaging. Is that a southern thing? It probably like, a little bit. We probably were, a, if we were in New York, would you be like, she is a uh, <laughs> horrible bitch. She is a terrible mother. Like, would we yeah. be like that if we were out of state? Or is it a that's southern a good question? Thing? It might be because a southern thing. I have heard that same thing. Yeah, and I still and we make excuses for mm -hmm. people, and oh, I yeah. still do it myself. Well, she did the best she could. Yeah. And like, know, so I just kind of wonder culturally. Right. No, that's, I hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, but like, that I wonder may, if we're yeah, in California, we would be like, uh-uh, take right. the kids. Take them kids. She crazy. Take the darn kids. But over here, we're like, well, she's doing the best Bless she could. Her uh -huh. heart. Bless yeah, her exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. She's a Christian woman. The yeah. Lord will forgive her. You know, exactly. like, you just wonder. Yeah, no, that's funny. It, that's a lot of, like, what I heard. And Shoot. especially, you know, from, um... And another thing, too, I don't think a lot of people realize that this is actually very harmful is, 
is saying that um, everything happens for a reason. Yes. And that's a very... <laughs> Let me invalidate you. Yes, exactly. And it's like, well, I know this was All like absolutely horrific experience. However, yeah. you know, or like God has a plan. And, you know, he was there with you through that. And I'm like, that makes me cringe because I'm like... You know, I prayed to God like every night. I cried and cried and cried and nothing happened. And I don't say that in a way to like judge people who are comforted by that. But people assume that that's comforting to me and it's not. And I think that's important for people to understand. So like I have a person that's very close to me that if I were to offer to pray for them, they would not be interested. So when they have been in some very crazy circumstances... I don't offer to pray. Even though growing up, that was my first inclination. Right. It's just what you did. I totally don't because it's out of respect for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so instead, I, I try to, I validate what you're going through and I try to be realistic, but also comforting. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you say that because that, that again has been my experience with Christians is that they'll be like, well, I'm praying for you. God is there for you. Yeah. But then they do nothing. They do nothing to be there for you. And they're like, well, yeah. turn to God. He's got this, oh. you know, like that's, he'll take care of you. And people don't realize that if you have prayed and prayed and cried out to God and you didn't feel like you got your answer and you felt like you had to do things on your own, it is hard for you to find comfort in that God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you to say that it does just, it makes you feel like, you know what? Uh, I don't really enjoy being around you. Yeah. You know, right. not only not only do I not take comfort in your God necessarily, but also like now you're on my you're on my list of people that are not high up there because you are doing the best that you know how. You're right. doing your best right. with your faith, but it's just not it does not comfort me. Right. Because I went through hell. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot too of just like, well, if you trusted in God, if you just believed, you wouldn't have anxiety, you wouldn't have depression, you wouldn't oh blah, 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 blah. Or like, you know, if you had more faith um, yes. and just all of that. And it's just like created, I, I still have like so much bitterness to work through from all of that. Yes. And it's not, I have so much respect for people who do, you know, have faith and have those values and actually, yes. and actually like live out, you know, their dream. Yeah. Like they actually, you know, will go out of their way to help you, you know, they'll give you the shirt off your back. Like yeah, that yeah. sort of like actually following through on what you're saying. And I've had so much experience where people just don't. And um, particularly from Christians. And I think that that, especially because of my background, has been very hurtful. Yeah. Because I did, you know, religion was used to abuse me. And that was used as a justification. And my mom would always... um, So you have religious trauma. Oh, big time. Yeah, (laughs) Big time religious trauma. Don't we all? Yeah, Yeah, right? I think think that would be safe Almost every time we're on this podcast, I'm on a faith journey. Hearing you talk about that makes me think. It's like sometimes thoughts and prayers is all people want to give instead of like actions Mm -hmm. and, you know... right circumstances how about here's my cash app and pull (laughs) behind me if i need help moving or something like that let me see action right or just hey i'm here if you need to talk you know what i mean like such basic i'm a real person and i'm willing to listen right (laughs) yeah i had a friend the other week i asked her how she was doing um, because she was going through a very hard time and she said i'm gonna be honest with you i am literally hate that question now and i said I'm not offended at all. Okay, good to know. So the next day I said, how shitty has your day been? <laughs> I hope it wasn't too bad. Yeah. And because I was like, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. Yeah. Life sucks right now. Right. And I know that. And right. like, I'd rather like, let's just be honest. Yes. It I love sucks. that. Yeah. It sucks. But I hope it wasn't terribly sucky today. Right. <laughs> I yeah. care about you. I want to check on you. Yeah. 
you if know. I feel like someone's going through that, my response is always, good to see you. You know, because it leaves all the, how are you doing? Tell right. me about yourself. Well, this was a close Happy friend. It's kind of a this validating. Like, yeah. I needed, I wanted to check on them, but I didn't want to be like, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> you know, you doing? I know like, not well. Say it one more time. I'm going to yeah. get a nervous tick over here. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's cool though. I like that. I mean, I feel like that's so important to be able to have someone to yeah. turn to without them. Like the toxic positivity oh my is such gosh. a huge issue that's a big that pet peeve oh, for Sean. me because it's I such a <laughs> yeah it's just it's such a invalidating are always so happy mm-hmm. and they're never upset you, good vibes only only i mean but <laughs> i that's you no 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 but here's the deal too if i have a sucky day i'll tell you I've You'll been around, tell me. No, no, no. I'll tell other people, too. Don't worry. I tell them, too. They, they, I tell them. You did in New York. I mean, you were honest. Oh, see, I was, like, <laughs> I was very honest. But, How could you not? Yeah, that was a right. I'm going to say that, that one was a little hard Ooh, to, like, crazy. not be honest about that. Yeah, that one was a crazy experience. But, yeah, the toxic positivity. I've seen people that they're like, hi, how are you? Oh, my God. It's so great. Yes, it's great to see you. And Life is like, amazing. They don't stop. And you're like. And, and I've literally, I've gone to other people and I've been like, if they act nice, one more time, one more time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've told those people, I'm like, look, you're giving me a toothache because you were so sweet. <laughs> that is such a Southern gentleman that. response to that. that. You're giving me a toothache because you're so sweet. Oh, I didn't say it like that. I know, I know. It's just funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, the religious trauma, like. Do you, can you answer too? Do you feel like you have a faith now or do you feel like you're questioning and exploring? Um, right now the place I'm at is I consider myself agnostic. Okay. Yeah. So I don't necessarily deny that there's a God, but I don't have any interest in exploring that right now. Yeah. I get that. Um, and you've been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you I- have my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll I'm be praying for you, Sister Jan. <laughs> Look. She's like, I'm out. I'm, I'm done now. We're done. Just gonna, oh we got to cut. Oh, man. No. Um, I yeah. And a big thing, this is going to sound kind of silly, I think, but like a big thing for me was realizing that I didn't have to go to church. And that was oh, like very God. healing yeah. for me. Yes. So freeing. Yes. It's like freeing. And I was like, it literally, like, it sounds silly, but I was just like, one day I woke up and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have, I don't. Wait a minute. What is this? Like, what is this? I have freedom to do what I want. It is actually very weird because you, you know, you grew up looking at other people like they don't go to church on Sundays and they Uh sleep late and then they eat, they eat breakfast at like 11 or 12. What is, what is that like? Like instead we were at the church well before it opened and Uh there all day and every time the doors opened and yeah. You know, you got saved 20 times because you just weren't right. quite good enough. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Bringing the memories back. Yes. I have uh, I have my own share. I, I still, I like Jesus. So I say, you know, he's, and I go to church. Really, I'm going to be honest with everyone. Connection. I love people mm-hmm. and I love the yeah. people that are at church. And, um, you know, so, yeah. But, yeah. yeah and some you, crazy stuff. Church is like, has been such an uncomfortable thing for me that when I did realize I was like such a like really a thrilling feeling to realize I didn't have to put myself through that because it was like growing up that was such a negative you know it was like we would put on such a show this that was the one that that was the one thing that like that was like our 
like outside experience was that was really yeah. our only exposure. I mean, there were occasionally, you know, some other things, but for the most part, our main exposure to the outside world was church. Yeah. And we would put on a show. We all dress up nice. You know, everyone you knew what to say. You yeah. Knew what to do. Yeah. And my mom would always, you know, like butter up people and like, and she liked to, this was like, this made me so angry. She would always tell me, or she would always tell other people that I was just like her. And that made me so mad. And I had Ooh. to just like, you know, smile. And I'm like, I was like, that is the worst thing you could ever say. And I always was like, no, it just, it's not okay oh anyway. Gosh, but yeah, and she would, she'd be like, oh, we're so similar. And always just, you know, oh, we're such a happy family. And we're like I so full of faith. life. And like, I, and well, and the other thing is, I think it was hard for me. I felt like I just kind of got lost in the crowd. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, nobody bothered to, you know, look at, nobody saw me, you know, like yeah. nobody, nobody really liked look at us as people, you it know, you and like, about, like, it makes me think about, you know, people I go to church with now, like, do you see everyone? Yeah. Cause you don't know what these people are going through at home. Right. Pro- probably not, but it's not our job to see. Well, I know, right. but Yeah. You just, you just, it may, it does make you worry about people that are unseen. You know, maybe they're silently crying out yeah. for help and, and they don't know where to get it and they're crying out to God and then they go to church every Sunday and they have no right outside experience whatsoever. Like, like, well, just having, yeah, just having nowhere to turn. Nowhere you know? to turn, literally. You know, yeah, that's crazy. So I do want to kind of switch the subject here yeah. and ask, um, I believe you had mentioned to me about your mom trying to take guardianship of you when you were 20. Yeah. So I have guardianship of Marissa. So mm-hmm. I kind of understand that because our oldest is special needs. So when she turned 18, it was important that I take her to court. Right. And uh, she actually didn't even have to go with me. And I had her declared mentally incompetent, which right. for me as a parent was difficult to hear those words. Sure. But it was necessary to do it so that I could be her guardian and protect her and make decisions for her. Right. For her um, well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because not everyone knows this, but when you're like this, just to throw this in here. But yeah, like if you are 18 years old, it does not matter what your IQ is, if your special needs, whatever. If she were to meet someone on the Internet, they could come pick her up from California oh, yeah. and there's nothing uh-huh. I can do. Yep. But now that I'm her guardian, I can. Right. So I can protect her. So that's kind of goes yes. hand in hand. But um, so when you mentioned this to me, I totally thought hashtag free Britney. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. This is oh, like. Man. This yeah, is, I relate. Um. Yeah. Like this is like. They called that a conservative ship. Con- conservative. Yeah. Is so that the I don't, same thing? I don't know if that's different? the same. I don't know. I, but it reminds me because yeah. she wasn't even free to make choices for her own body. Right. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So what triggered that? Okay, and has yeah. she done this to any of your other siblings? No. So I was okay, the only red one. Flag. So yeah. So a little bit of backstory. So she and she had always tried to kind of hold me back from any form of independence to the point where she didn't let me get my driver's license, and that was actually a form of contention. Wow. With my dad and her. Because okay. my dad wanted me to have my license so I could, like, go do stuff. My mo- yes. Okay, so I should add this. I don't think I mentioned this. My mother didn't have our driver's license. Oh, And darn. so we didn't – that was another <laughs> – we were like, very really isolated because my dad worked – he ran his own business, and he worked, you know, like, what sun up, heck? sun down, you know, weekends. So we really didn't go Did she anywhere. just not want it? So I, I was unclear on that as, yeah. like, a kid, but – 
I think I remember her saying something about her eyesight, but I de- oh, like okay. I don't know. I think that's just the number one excuse, right? Because my grandmother had always said that her whole life. It's like, yeah, well, I just can't see good enough to drive, but yet, right. It never bothered anything else. Right. It was just that one activity. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it was just like part of like maybe your mental illness, like if not. Yeah, yeah. One, I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea, but I, she just didn't. Um, and then my older sister got it when she, she got her license when she was 18. Okay. So then when I was 18, you know, I didn't. She <laughs> she was like, nope. And she, it was kind of like, you're not ready. You and then you're an adult. It. Right. I mean, you're an adult at that point. Yeah, and even 18. I mean, it's like older, yeah. you know, like for yeah. my sister to get it. But she, um, you know, she was like the perfect. Uh, it was always like, Golden why child. can't you? Yeah, and there was a lot of why can't you be more like you know, your sister. Oh, oh my gosh. And, you know, she's pretty, she's talented, she's, you know, smart, et cetera, whoa, whoa. et cetera, et cetera. She threw out looks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was oh, always Are a, you serious? Um, yeah. So it was always very much a comparison with my me God, and her. My God, that's horrifying. And so leading up to the actual, like, the guardianship thing, it, there was a lot of, there were a lot of things leading up to that. So yeah. Obviously, she didn't want me to have any form of freedom. I wasn't, it started to get to the point where I wasn't allowed to go anywhere on my own. I wasn't allowed At to. 18, yeah, 19, she, 20. And I think a lot of it was, <laughs> so I, like I said, I developed friendships, like yes. within politics and stuff. She would, so this is a bizarre aspect. I don't think I mentioned this either, is uh-huh. she would try to like steal my friends. Oh, God. And, right. She's sending <laughs> and, them emails. Man, like, legitimate. And anytime I ever did try to, like, build up a friendship, either she would try to take them or I think they would end up scared of her and so they would just disappear. Oh, my thing. gosh. So I never had any, like, you know, real, like, relationships yeah. with anyone. And I think, um, I think really it was when I was friends with a politician's wife. Yes. And she was really sweet. She was very motherly towards me, right? She was, like, significantly older than I was and, like, just very, like, so sweet. Took me under her wing. It was so nice to have someone to talk to. Um, Of course, my mother ruined that. Oh, man. (laughs) And then she was like, why doesn't she call me? Why doesn't she see me? And, you know, when I like, why doesn't she email me? And I'm like... I was her friend, like, first, and you only had, like, met her through me, you know? And it was this bizarre, like, well, you know, she needs to be my friend if she wants to be your friend kind of thing, and, like, not just... (laughs) But you didn't really have any friends your age, did you? No, and I didn't, and I think that, I think I sought out a lot, like, older women because of, I wanted, I was so desperate for motherly type love. Yeah, you needed motherly. That was, yeah, that was, like, my focal point. Um, even with people closer to my age was always like older, yeah. which maybe yeah. too was like a maturity thing, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's like, I grew up very fast. I didn't, you know, <laughs> there was yeah. never really like a, you know, childlike, um, not even immaturity, but just having yeah. that sense of like innocence and all that. Anyway. Yeah. So in particular, this one politician's wife ended up kind of getting scared, I think, because she didn't want my mom to interfere with her husband's like political oh, career wow. <laughs> which was yeah that's <laughs> so that was um, yeah that's that's a weighty that thing. was a lot um and so she ended up because my mom started threatening oh no. to she was like you have to cut off with these people and I was of course like distraught I was like, I this bet. is at this point you know things were so bad that this was like my lifeline to have yes. outside contact with anyone really yeah and um 
she started threatening to get like restraining orders against my friends, which now to oh me, now I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like there was no, like, you know, <laughs> there, there was, there was no there physical was, harm. Right. Nobody would give her, a, but I yeah. didn't know that at the time. I didn't know she couldn't just go out yeah. and file a restraining order against my friends. So of course, you know, so there was a lot of like, of course I want to protect my friends, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so I did end up like, I just losing contact with like everyone I knew and yeah. she started just taking more and more control over things. And I had, I did, so we didn't work outside the home, but since my dad ran his own Mm -hmm. business, I worked as a secretary for him. And so I did just like paperwork and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so he sort of paid us. We're talking about now is like child labor because it was like $20 a week, you know, or something like ridiculous for like four hours a night of like paperwork. Anyway, but I did like save up money and Mm -hmm. I like bought my own laptop, bought my own phone. Okay. So she let you use the internet and stuff like that? originally earlier on oh, <laughs> she did okay. and then she ended up taking away my laptop you know which i had paid for all this because she was convinced over i was still she yeah this? yeah well, Jesus. hearing you say this and hearing the age great did she even let you think about dating anyone oh no there was never any sort of which i wasn't particularly interested in boys which at the time i didn't realize i was gay but yeah. i did now i'm looking back i'm like oh well okay, right. of no course wonder i was interested care. right i didn't actually care. the only it but, just for me it's like they didn't want you to have a job. Right. You just wanted you to be like a stay at home wife, right. mom, but yet they wouldn't let you date. Right. Like, and it doesn't so line up. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. never going to be an ex. Right. Exit. A disconnect. Yeah. I think she wanted Jen to stay forever. That's, and that's what it was. I really it's, do. It's to not lose that where I, you know, do everything around the house or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be yeah. that she wants to use. No, was she, I, I need to ask this too. Yeah, of course. I know I'm jumping in a lot here, but, no. um, did she do things around the house? No. Like chores? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Like you guys would do, like dishes? We did everything. Did and we cook? were never taught. We were never taught anything. She didn't cook. She didn't clean. She didn't. Nothing. There was no so form of teaching So what did she do? Pop out anything. babies and that was pretty much it? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And adopt them. And adopt them. Yeah. And foster them. We and also had fostered a lot of kids. <laughs> wow. Um, which, don't get me started. I don't know how we were approved for that. Looking back, I'm like, wow, there is a lot of... Uh, red tape that like, she got missed that shouldn't have yeah, been missed. Uh-huh. There was some things there. I mean, don't even get me started on the foster system being broken. But I was yeah. about to say, you see <clears throat> way too many of those oh, situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But that just floors <clears throat> me, me, too, that she, like, did nothing in the house. Right. Except for control her children. Right. And I actually still don't really know, other than, like, obsessing about people and, like, being on the computer a lot, emailing people yeah. and, like, hiding in her bedroom. I'm not really sure. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was really unusual. But yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, that was just how it was. Yeah, it was um, normal for you guys. Right. And she expected, but she also expected things to be, like, completely clean all the time, sparkling, you know, like, top to bottom house. It was a huge house. Too. It was a two-story, like, yeah, however yeah. many bedrooms. Um and she would get so angry if there was, like, one thing on the floor. And I used to, I would, like, stay up all night to clean. Darn. Just just to get approval from her. She would um, get up and, like, go and be like, you missed this corn. You know, there was no oh acknowledgement of anything. There was always, like, it was always something wrong. You know, there was, it was never, like. I would be like, so happy if my kids cleaned all night. <laughs> right. Dear children, please listen to this particular <laughs> podcast. Clean all night. And if you miss a spot Take or even tips. 15 spots, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. Oh, my god! I won't call you out on the one thing in the corner. Right. I would not. <laughs> I'd be like, let me kiss your feet. Right. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. yeah. That's wild. No, so, there, yeah. And so my older siblings, I never really learned how to cook because my older siblings were always doing that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's, and there that's wasn't. Crazy. Yeah. So she's she's frustrated. You're you no more like that. You're losing your contact with your politician friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so 
And so I ended up. Oh yeah, and you bought a laptop the order and a phone. Of I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that. you're good. And then sh- so she was convinced. I'm and I'm trying to remember because at one point she was convinced I was still talking to people and I wasn't. But earlier on, I was at one point I was yeah. like trying to, you know, like Facebook Messenger. And yes, then I would like yeah. delete all of the combo. Oh, my and gosh. she was like, no, I know you're on there. And she would be like, she would be like, there's a way for me to find out and like go through your phone and like go to like the phone company, which I didn't know how much of this was true. Yeah, so I was like terrified yeah. she was actually going to find out. Oh, my um, gosh. But I did end up like dropping contact with everyone, except I did have this one like mm. friend who we weren't even like super close, but I would like text her occasionally. Yeah. And it was like a lifeline for me. And oh. to this day, I don't think she understands how like important that was to just have a, Hey, how are you? Like pretending everything's fine. Right. It yeah, wasn't yeah. Like, like, please help me. Oh my God. Like everything is <laughs> perfect right now. Yeah. Um, but she would like occasionally like check in and I would occasionally text her, you know? And so that was like fine, I guess with my mom. Cause it yeah. wasn't like a it seemed safe. Right. It was, just, and that was, that was it. I had like, you know, I couldn't have any, and she ended up taking my phone away. And um, were you, to where how I old were you at this point? Uh, I was uh, probably 19. 19 at this years point. old. Yeah. Wow. And I also, I just had no concept of I was an adult, like that you, yeah, that I didn't yeah. have to, you know, do all this or be yeah. here. I mean, and I again, understand I, like, living in someone's home. I, I understand that, but still, I believe when you turn 18, there are certain things right. as an adult that, that are, that it's different. If you sure. can serve your country for right. crying out loud. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's just wild. some basic outside contact with the world, you know? Yeah. And yeah. my sister would, this is where things got really bad between me and my sister, which I had always thought we were close. And I think this kind of confirmed for me that that was actually all a lie Oh wow. was yeah. just, um, she would do anything to keep me or to keep my mom happy that she would throw me under the bus. Like if, if necessary, Yeah. like I once like took the kids out front, I had my phone just to like play music. Yeah. She came out and was like, you're not supposed to have your phone went inside and told my mom. So I like got in trouble for that. And I like legitimately, not that there was anything wrong, but I legit was like, listen, that's all I was doing. And she's like, you can't, you know, like, (laughs) she needed to learn snitches get stitches. Right. Right. (laughs) Like legit. If you're listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> has karma hit you yet? <laughs> it was like, we all want to know. Uh, we oh. kind of hope so. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping for that. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, oh but gosh. anyway, so things just progressively got worse. And it was it was to the point, I mean, and I, like, honestly, I guess this is a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, I was suicidal a lot, like, yeah. growing up. And from an extremely early age. Yeah. Um, to the point, like, I remember... There was an incident I remember when I was around seven and I was like running through the house and I slipped on some water and I yeah. hit my elbow real hard. I like fractured it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was just laying Ow. on, but I was just laying on the floor crying. Nobody came. Nobody came to check on me. I remember eventually, I think like the next day someone like took me to the doctor, but I was just laying there crying and oh, crying. Oh my gosh. That was like such a turning point for me. I think you were seven. Was seven. Yeah. Seven. That I was like, nobody cares. Like nobody cares. And it was like. I cannot imagine at seven years old thinking that nobody cared. Yeah. It just and breaks my heart. Well, and that's, um, you know, I struggled so long for like, with like the guilt and of course like to still do, you know, to an extent, but like what was wrong with me, you know, this was all my fault. I brought yeah. it on myself kind of thing. And like one of the things that really helped me working um, with my therapist was, you know, I'm a nanny yeah. and a lot of my kids, maybe not like the age of like six or seven, but I have had nanny kids that age. Yeah. And of yeah. course like younger and my therapist is like, you know, look at them and like imagine yeah. You know, you know that they're being abused and then you would be like, oh, that's their fault. You know, clearly, like something's wrong with them. And that was like so eye opening for me was well, yeah. to like 
be Put able yourself to in like, somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Like see that kid and be like, right. Is this to normal? actually, yeah. To think like for a child, like yeah. to end up, to be able, and that helped me really like wrap my mind around to like, yeah, a child should never, ever feel that way. You I, know, I couldn't handle witnessing it. Yeah. And that's such a passion it. for me now. And that's why I, you know, became a nanny was it's like, I want kids to have the childhood I didn't have. And I Aww. want them to live this, you know, like happy, carefree life, you know, in yeah. the best, like just have, you know, the best of everything that I didn't like, that's all yeah. I really want for them. Do you feel like you're a nurturer? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I love that. For sure. That you are still embracing that side of you, even yeah. though you were not nurtured. Yeah. Well, and that's all. Um, and I think that's really probably the best part, I guess the best thing that's come from all this is just like, having so much empathy for others yes, and not even just people who have been through stuff, but like, you know, just like I said, like with kids, especially yeah, like that, just never wanting, but also like adults too, like never wanting, you know, other people to feel the way that I felt like never wanting that to be someone else's experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and like sharing my story, like I want people to know that they're not alone if they have experience and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be, you know, like the same level or the same even type of abuse, but just knowing that other people have been through like some form of trauma and it's like, because I think feeling alone is such a like big thing for trauma survivors. I think so. Yeah. And I know it was for me, I had a hard time with like the specific mother abuse. That's actually, you know, pretty difficult to like find other people. Yeah. Part of it is people don't get out of that situation. And I ended up finding a support group at one point, which it was a lot of like much older ladies, like in Uh their sixties and stuff. And they were just now figuring it out. It was so weird for me because I was like so much further in my healing journey than all these older ladies. And it was, I I was kind of like, I want someone who like knows more than I do and like is further along. It's like, why is it so hard to find? Yeah. But I really am so incredibly lucky that I like made it out. And especially I think too, in a way I was really lucky to not, you know, have access to like boys because I think I would have for sure run off with a toxic guy. Oh. I would have ended up on the street and never gotten off. Like it's yeah. I, 100%. Yeah. I like can't imagine, you know, that going well if I had so there had that opportunity. That be- right. No, yeah, and there least- is. And it's like, it's not helpful for people to be like, look on the bright side. But it right, is helpful right. to like, you know, <laughs> the whole toxic positivity. I didn't date because I couldn't get out. So right. I didn't have a dick, coke on the side of the street. Oh, right. You know, exactly. Like- but like. You know, from your own, having your own, like, acknowledgement of, like, you know. Yeah. Not even that it could have been worse, but it's like, hey, like, look, you know, this is the positive side of things, and I'm learning to, you know, like, grow from that and all that. Yeah. Anyway, I got way off topic there. No, you're so going fine. back you're to, fine. like, the guardianship. Um, so, I actually, once I had, like, kind of um, cut things off from my friends, you know, it was, like, a very dark time. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was, Definitely. like. There was a lot of me, you know, being suicidal. Thankfully, I never attempted it. Um, yeah, I did have yeah. plans in my head. Even, yeah. like, from a, as a young child, I, like, imagined, like, falling on a knife. And Which, you yeah. know, you think about it now, it's, like, that's kind of absurd. <laughs> like, yeah, that wouldn't, yeah. you know, like, would it that would, even kill you? But how old like, were you? <laughs> right, like, young, like, young, young, you know, to, like, not know any better. To, to not think, know like, that that would kill But I was just, like, you. right. And I was just, like, just want the pain to end somehow. And knowing, yeah. even having an understanding at that age that it would be less painful to die that's than sad. to live. <clears throat> excuse God. me yeah so um and then I mean it just progressively got worse yeah. <laughs> from there mm. and the older I got the more my mom you know beat me down and like yeah. was just constantly um there's something wrong with you and the other thing is too um so what my therapist and I like figured out was when the abuse started yeah. my emotions were bottled up 
Oh. And so emotionally, I never matured. I have <clears throat> heard that recently. Arrested yeah. in, development. In a, yeah. Like, I heard that recently, and then it, it kind of concerned me. Because I was like, oh, my God, am I emotionally a certain age? And I don't realize it. And, and it they scared it, me. It's, yeah. It scared I mean, me. You may already know. You may therapists and all that kind of stuff. But they say it's like when something so traumatic happens to you that you just stay in that mm-hmm. emotional yes. age frame. And you never progress until you deal with whatever Yes, exactly. Oh. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's what yeah. she was like. It was like your emotional state was, you know, um, put into a jar. The lid was put on, and it wasn't taken off until you were like, you know. And so I was what? like very, and so when I left, anyway, I'll come back to that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, really like, again, like, getting off track. Okay, so um, so one of the things my mom was always like trying to find something wrong with me, like legitimately trying to find a diagnosis for me, right? Seriously? Yeah, no, and she would like tell me I had like reactive attachment disorder. You are just like me. Yes. What's wrong with right. you? Right, no, like <laughs> literally, I know, exactly, like it doesn't, like, I mean, she wasn't logical, you know, clearly. Yes, Obviously, yes. but. Did, did she ever get a diagnosis no. or anything? Mm-mm. Okay. And to this day, I actually, I think one of, I did send her some letters, um, I've written some letters to her that I didn't actually send, but I also have sent her some letters. And one of them was, you know, it was kind of like, I hope you get the help you need kind of thing. But of course she's not going to be like, oh, well, now that you mentioned it, you know, I do think I should go see a therapist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So it's not, it's not anything where, um, I will say, okay. So I will say, because it was hard for me to understand why my siblings didn't see any of, this kind of yeah. thing not that we talked about you know of course it was like one big happy family talking about our feelings yes, and yes. all this but she I remember one day with my sister we were out because when I got older and my sister had her license I was allowed to go with her because she chaperoned me because yeah. she clearly was willing to tattletale on like anything I did oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so legit could, like yeah. I, could, I could go with my sister it was like being with your yeah. mom yeah. yeah like literally and she um I remember having a conversation with her this was around the time like the politician's wife uh-huh. I was like you know friends with and I was like, you know, I don't understand, you know, why she's like so upset and she won't let me talk to her anymore. And I was just like, I'm just really frustrated. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. one of the few times I ever remember like talking about feelings, but yeah. I was just like, so I was just messed up anyway. So she, she was like, why do you, why do you think I don't let her like meet my friends? And she was like, she's very emotionally unstable. And I'll never forget Your that because that? this was the only time she's ever, ever admitted anything. And I'm sure she would deny it to this day yeah, like that yeah. she said anything. But for me, looking back, that was, like, validating, um, at least to know that she, I was like, wow, yeah. she's playing the system. <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, I kind of respect she's that. She's really smart. She, like, actually knows. Yes. Um, That's crazy. Anyway, okay. Let me get back on my train of thought. Um, oh, you were completely <laughs> good. The guardianship. Yes, the guardianship. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so she was kept telling me that, you know, there was something wrong. You know, there's something wrong. She's she trying she to wanted me diagnosed. to get diagnosed. And I found, I'm not super proud of this, but a little bit, it was a survival mode is I would like, I would go through her emails to yeah. see what she was like talking to people about. Oh, well, that's not with I mean, me. And specifically, but like, I, I was also nosy. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was like, but it was, I, you know, you had to walk on eggshells around her and you never knew what to expect. Yeah. And it helped give me a sort of a sense of like knowing what to expect because you mm. never knew when she was going to explode. She could be, you know, happy go lucky one second and then just off the wall, like, raging screaming etc so you just never knew yeah and I found an email from her to like a friend you know yeah and she was saying I can't remember the exact wording but she told her friend that she had like a plan Uh to get guardianship of me and this Uh was the first I was hearing about it Uh and she was like I just have to get her diagnosed with something 
Um, and she told her, she was like, I think I'm going to try to get her diagnosed with autism. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and so she started going down that route and then like, I, (laughs) I'm glad I kind of like knew about it, but at the same time, I'm like, it didn't really make a difference. I have to tell you from a different standpoint, that is scary to me Mm -hmm. because Marissa did not go stand up for herself. I had medical diagnoses, but they asked me, I had to, it was like a a small little court session Mm -hmm. with just me there. Yes. And I had to explain why Marissa needed a guardian. Mm -hmm. And when I explained, they then declared her mentally incompetent. Right. Had I been controlling one of my children and knew what I was doing, I could have gotten away with. But right. Didn't they have that person? Oh, guardian ad litem. They did. So you're right. You're right. So hopefully that would have prevented. But in COVID, we didn't meet in person. So during COVID, um, the guardian ad litem did a Zoom call with mm-hmm. Marissa, and oh, he had to speak okay. with her. So you are right. So that would have protected someone in like theory. you. <laughs> in so, theory. Yeah. Uh-oh, where's the so, story going? Um, okay, so she did... So she did, like, she scheduled me an appointment, right, with, like, this place to yeah. have me evaluated. And she took me aside the morning of. And, of course, leading up to this, there's a lot, you know, something's wrong with you, something's wrong with you. So what yeah, I really yeah. did, I was like, there's clearly oh, something wrong with something's me. Wrong with anyway, me. so she, um, she took me aside and she was like, she again brought up the restraining orders thing, which yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, again, I'm like looking back and I'm like, that's absurd. Like she couldn't have gotten a restraining order. But again, I didn't know at the time, you, you know? know, anyway, so yeah. she, and she told me and she like looked right at me, you know, she, her, a big thing for her was like grabbing my jaw and like oh, making shoot. me look in her eyes. So I would get like bruises on my jaw. And I, I saw bet like if jaw somebody issues. were to grab your jaw now. Don't touch my face. Oh yeah. Don't touch my face. Don't touch my face. I just, yeah. um, <laughs> Uh, but well, another thing is like, it's hard for me to make eye contact sometimes. I've had to like really because work on that because probably... I would see the hatred in her eyes and God. I was so scared for a long time. I couldn't make eye contact with people cause I was so afraid of seeing that cause she would force me to like, you know, look oh right. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So she, uh, and that like plays into this. So she was like, she was like, listen, she was like, if you don't, um, tell them, you know, what I want you to tell them and get a diagnosis, I'm going to keep taking you places until you get diagnosed with something and you're going to pay for it. Um, What? And. (laughs) God knows. So I was, I was like terrified. And I, so I actually had worked with foster kids with autism. I knew all about, I had like researched. I was like very much an expert on autism at the time. I knew what to say. So, so you knew how to fake Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. And the other thing is too, which I actually do want to talk about this is there, because I don't think a lot of people know this, is there's a lot of similarities between trauma and autism and you can get mix, misdiagnosed. I didn't know um, that. Because especially like complex post-traumatic disorder. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, in children. Wow. Can be misdiagnosed as autism. got to jot that down. That's odd. Ah, I and didn't know that. So they had me evaluated. So I don't... <laughs> So this place, I still can't believe that this like happened, that this was a thing that happened was they put me in a room with a camera so she could watch me the whole time. I was being evaluated, never alone with them, never alone. Um, I was diagnosed with autism later. I had the diagnosis reversed. I would have to, Um, because you were very clearly to me, you were not autistic. Right. And well, I don't know. And it's like a, a little bit, it's, I actually, I don't know that I've ever, like, shared that with anyone, to be yeah, honest, that part yeah. of my story, because it's kind of a source of shame for me, because I think, par- partly I think because 
Um, I just think like the things I did to survive. But you were, you were in survival mode. Right. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's a little bit of like, I don't know. There's a lot of things where it's like I had to survive and I know it like these coping skills were just to survive. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's hard to have to pretend to be autistic. Yeah. And so anyway, so she got that diagnosis, which is what she wanted in order to file for guardianship. Yeah. Um, and then, so she got a date set for the guardian hearing or not the guardianship hearing but it was the hearing to be declared mentally incompetent yes yes and so and then that's it you belong to your mom yeah yeah and so um she she had to kind of try to talk me into because i what even though i had the diagnosis i still was almost 20 and that was i think turning 21 was a big thing oh um so she was trying to get it in before wow 21 and so she Again, brought up, like, the restraining orders oh and was gosh. like, I'm going to get restraining orders against your friends if you don't agree to this. Like, it's that, I'm like, how many times can you use the same threat? But it yeah, worked, yeah. you know? So, I guess, Keeps you know. Working. I mean, yeah. as long as it works. Anyway, so, she, and I was, like, very hesitant. Even though I was, like, so deeply, like, under her control and everything, yes, yeah. there was still a part of me that was like, this isn't right. This is not, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up. You know, like yeah. I don't need guardianship. But then there's probably a part of you that still wants her approval. Right. Oh yeah. Like for you're sure. battling with all these emotions. Right. And I, I did like agree. And eventually like she, she, so she also was like, so it's not, it's not like long-term. It's like temporary. Oh, it can be reversed oh. easily, which is not, but I believed her. Oh, but I believed her. Yeah. And then, so I like literally own Marissa. It sounds bad to say own. No, you but can, I do like can't until get married, I die. Can't buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. Until right. I die, she can't vote. She uh-huh. can't own a firearm, yeah. you know, yeah, all those things. And it's not easily reversed. And that's the thing. You have to yeah. be able to prove, like, I mean, it's just not, you know. But you didn't obviously, know that. Right. I didn't know you anything didn't know. about guardianship. Wow. And um, she's like, you know, it's just to be able to, like, help you with, like, medical and, like, financial stuff, you know, whatever, et cetera. Yeah. Just, like, kind of, like, downplaying it. And, yeah. and so I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. Um, because she wasn't going to let it go, yeah, you know? And yeah. that was the thing. It's like, how do you, I mean, argue with someone who's never going to take no for an answer? Literally. Um, it's exhausting. Anyway, so sh- I ended up, and I'm trying to think what led to this, is I think... I did agree, but I think I still just, you know, felt really icky about it. Like, something yeah. wasn't right. I was like, this is scary. Um, I was just not doing well. <laughs> not living my best life. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just <laughs> extremely depressed, you know, anxious, everything, whatever. Anyway, so my court hearing was in December, two days before my birthday. Two wow. days before my 21st birthday. So my uh, my birthday is December 21st. Oh. So it was right before Christmas, too. Wow. <laughs> so um, the court hearing was the 19th. Well... I ended up, and I don't, like, again, I don't know if there was a specific event that led up to this. Um, oh, I know what it was. Is yeah. my, a friend of mine who thought she was doing me a favor. Yeah. Bless her heart. Um, she sent my mom a letter. Oh. Basically being like, you need to let her go. This was actually before she found out, I think. I think it was before they found out that it, she was trying to get guardianship, but she was like, you need to let her go, basically. Yeah. Like, you're controlling her. You know, she's a grown woman. Let her make yeah. her own decisions kind of thing. Yeah. That did not go over well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And what's funny is I didn't know she was writing this letter, right? Yeah. And I, I don't think I'd had contact with her. And I think that's why she, like, sent this letter. But um, there was, like, the living room and then the office was, like, pretty close by, but not super close. Yeah. Right? Like, my dad's office. And she was in there. That's where the computer was. And yeah. I was in the living room. 
And I don't know how, but somehow I like heard her and I knew exactly what had happened. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. And I was, I was <laughs> like, good. I was like, this is not going to be good. And it wasn't. I, she essentially locked me in her bedroom for about two weeks. Yes. Screaming at me. In your bedroom on or hers? Her bedroom. For two weeks? Yeah. She wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. Wouldn't let me eat, et cetera, et cetera. What? Dad, what? Dad what? didn't. Um, Are you serious? Two whole weeks? No. And he was emotionally abused as well. He was the only other one really who took a lot of the brunt of the abuse. And he, um, he was, so he didn't stand up for you guys. No. And he, well, and I found out later on, he had actually sexually abused me. I was a repressed memory that I didn't remember, um, up until like about three years ago. And so there was other issues there, Yeah, yeah. but he, and like looking back, he like groomed me and all of that anyway. So she would, so he didn't like graduate. I think he didn't graduate. Did he graduate high school? I don't know. He may have graduated high school, but he like wasn't super intellectual, right? Yeah. He just couldn't like spell well, wasn't, you know, that wasn't like his strong suit. Yeah, yeah. And she would use that against him and be like, you're so stupid. You know, oh nobody would gosh. nobody would be with you. You would never make it on your own. Nobody else would love you. Yeah. Like, et cetera. You wow. need me. You need me. And she would be like, oh, I could go get all these other men, blah, blah, blah. And also would ask us like inappropriate with my questions. my bad ass my non-driver license, I ain't going to Right. <laughs> no. My dependent self with seven <laughs> children is very appealing. Man. independent woman yeah, yeah um can't leave the house however <laughs> yeah and she would like actually ask us which we didn't even go into public a lot but i think at one point we like played basketball for a little while yeah, I don't yeah. know. so there was like occasionally some stuff but that was probably with upward would, yes Christian it was <laughs> how did you know <laughs> oh i knew i knew it's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious um so she would no she would like take us aside and be like so how does he act around other women like you know ask no. us, like, wait, at the time i didn't even know what she was talking about because i was so you know like I mean, the innocence didn't last that long, but like at that time I was like, I don't know what is she asking these questions for? Yeah. Anyway, so that was, so that's just to explain. And they would get into like extreme fights where she would make us lock him out of the house. Good Um, lord. And I like lived in fear. She would like have us. She would make us. Screw you, Adrian. I will see you later. (laughs) Bye. I've been going a long time You would take the kids too. (laughs) You would would take the kids. Knowing that was actually like a fear of mine was that they would, I like wanted them to get divorced, but I didn't want to end up with her. I like my whole childhood. Oh. I remember like I was terrified that he would leave and not come back. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Anyway. So I'm trying to think where I was. Oh, okay. So like the letter and everything. Yes, so no, so yes. And there was a certain amount of him standing up for me. And I don't know if that was part of like the grooming and like the, you know, like, cause yeah. at the time I didn't under, anyway. So she, yeah, there was just screaming. There was like, just, it was really bad. Good and that was Lord. like, definitely like the darkest point for me. And yeah, two weeks in a room, no food. Like, and, and I, so I was like allowed to eat, but it was on her terms, you know, and like go to the bathroom. And it was never, I would be like, I really have to go to the bathroom. She'd be like, no, I'm not done. And I'm gone for hours and hours, you know, maybe like another day, you know, like, so I would just have to hold it and hold it and hold it. Find um, me a nice little corner and not, right. Where she's <laughs> right. Bed. And it'd be like, I can't hold your it. Pillow, Mom, right. and I'm going to light no, it on like, fire. I know. No, it was like, a I don't know how I did it. Like, look, you know, looking yeah. back on these things, you can make. Oh yeah, for it sure. One hundred percent. I I would even have trauma like if somebody told me I had to hold my my bladder. Oh, I'd I probably, yeah, I like, I'd probably be like no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd be like, like absolutely not. I'm gonna right now. Yeah. yeah. No, and it was just um, no. I mean, obviously, it was extremely traumatic, and it was 
it just mm. went downhill after that. I think that was August. So I, I didn't leave okay, until okay. that was, I believe that was August. And the then August before the hearing or yes, after the hearing? Be- before the hearing. Before the hearing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sh- I remember too, there was, and so at that point she was like, you're cut off from everything. You know, that was like the, at everything. You can't yeah. talk to anyone, nothing. You're 20 years old. Yeah. Can't leave 21. the house. You like, cannot have any contact yeah, with the outside world. Nothing. Nothing. And, um, the only the only thing I was allowed to do was go with my sister to we had like an this is embarrassing they ran an English country dancing class oh which, wow like, that's like a, a thing it's old people dancing okay yeah and they ran so they ran a whole group it's, it's so a whole you were allowed thing, to go to okay? that yes because my my oldest brother ran it and my sister took me oh. and it was only these extreme conser- like a very small group of these extreme conservative like, yes you know yes. Uh, it, you know, leaving room like, for the Holy Spirit in the, between. Yeah, yeah. huh? The oh. long, those long denim like dresses. You know, oh, the the I'm real horrifying ones. I know. The, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that, that was another. We weren't allowed to wear. Uh, we weren't allowed to wear like shorts or pants. So we wore dresses growing up. I still won't wear a dress. To, I refuse to wear dresses. Most oh of, wow! Like ninety eight. So it was almost like United Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of. It didn't were you make allowed sense. Allowed to cut your hair. Um, I think we were, but we. Really? <laughs> I think we may have. What about no, absolutely not makeup. No, no makeup, sure. no shorts. No, but the men could they oh, wear yeah, pants? Oh yeah, the men could do whatever they wanted. Could they wear shorts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because they're men. You know, they're uh, what like... the frick? <laughs> I am telling you, I'd go start my own lesbian comedy. <laughs> I mean, and I ain't even. I don't even like girls like that. But no, I you would. Know what's I'd funny. be like, screw you, men. <laughs> no, you know what's funny though For is real? like. My, you know, my mom doesn't know that yeah. I'm like a lesbian because we don't have like contact. But she, <laughs> and you're wearing she, shorts. Oh, oh, oh I know. I'm wearing God. shorts. Do you have and a it, my shoulders are Tattoos? showing. I have. I know. It's like she would. Yeah. I always want to say she would roll over in her grave because I forgot. I'm like, oh wait, right. she's still alive. Right. <laughs> her, like, yeah. Mama, I'm grave. showing my armpits, right. and men are passing <laughs> out looking at my pits. I know. I know this <laughs> sounds horrible, and no, I don't definitely don't mean it towards my mom. But if it like. Looking in the mental state I am now, if someone had that kind of restriction, I would just be taking pictures of myself <laughs> everywhere. Look at me. I got yeah. a new tattoo. Uh-huh. I'm wearing shorts in public. I know. It's like yeah, a very, know, it's definitely a, like, I'm like, okay, I got to rein it in, I guess. But yes, I like want to do everything that <laughs> yeah. like she would not approve of. Next thing but, you know, you're looking like Post Malone, your face uh, right? is all tattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah everything. <laughs> Uh, but it. no, but this is funny because she did, after I left, she like spread a rumor about me um, that I had joined a lesbian cult. <laughs> this is so funny no to me. Because I didn't know at the time <laughs> that I was. But this was the, no, but this was but, like the worst thing she could think of I was, was that I was in a lesbian cult. <laughs> that was the worst so thing she So in a way, your mom's worst nightmare has come true. Yes. <laughs> not, exactly. Not really. And I'm proud I of I mean, it. in a way. But if you think about that, that is such a conservative Christian extreme yes. because it's like there is not even such a thing as a lesbian right. cult. It's not, it doesn't exist. Lesbians aren't like that, guys. She's going to be in a cult and she likes girls. It's yeah. the worst possible thing. The worst. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's extreme right there. Yeah. You know. you, like, literally, she could not think of, like, anything. That's the worst. I mean, that was, that I, was it. Trust um, me. I, I get it, sadly. <laughs> I get it. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. All right, so going back, so that was, like, August when all that happened. And then, like I said, just kept getting worse. You would, like, I would think it wouldn't get worse. It did. Um, so oh. I wasn't allowed to, like, have, obviously, I wasn't allowed to have social media because that's part yeah, of, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Satan. That's so she, right, exactly, right literally, yep. like, the devil himself. What else? Yes. Media. With S. 
Satan. <laughs> and where did we meet, Jen? <laughs> On social media. Satan <laughs> sex oh is social media. Uh, the three. Three. All them lesbians oh out there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm getting so internet. sidetracked here. But okay, the it guardianship. Yeah. It's like things are bad. No outside communication. Right. So at one point I remember um, she just dragged me out of bed in the middle of the night by my hair. What? Dragged me downstairs. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Obviously, it's the middle of the night. And yeah. Kind of dragged me out of bed by my hair. Um, she thought I had gotten on Twitter, and I had it. And it took her about two hours of screaming at me to realize that there was nothing had actually happened. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, guess I'm going back to bed Did now. Did she ever like, apologize? No, 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 no. Never. Um, the only time I ever remember, remember her genuinely, like apologizing was it's kind of like a whole other story but i also was they had like an older adopted child in the home for a while yeah. he ended up being sent to like a rehabilitation yeah a facility um he had like a lot of a lot going on he had like reactive attachment disorder and stuff yeah but he also he um molested me oh no. while he was in the home and he um i sh- well i think i may have told her later on i think actually in a letter or something but she didn't know i never told her at the time because i knew she wouldn't believe me yeah and he like made my life a living hell. Oh my like, god! On top of everything, yeah. Because he was extremely violent, and oh he didn't like the way I reacted to him like molesting me. You know where I was, you know, like get off of me, like yeah, kind of yeah. You actually <laughs> like, were saying no. And so he had this. I will never like forget the look in his eyes of like hatred, like pure evil, oh like my just god. I can't even explain. Um, and he would, but he would like turn it on for other people, you know, with like the charm and the no. smile. And he, but he was very violent and my mom knew that. And I, I, well, me and my sister, but mainly me, I was in charge of like keeping him from hurting anyone else. So I would have to put him in a body lock position. Like I would have to like restrain him. He wasn't older than me, but he was very like big and like muscular. Um, he was like a teen. Um, and I was a teen. We weren't like, he was younger than me, but yeah, he was, but he was like very big. Yeah. He was strong. And yeah. Yeah. So, but I was the strongest one in the family. So, wow. So you got um, to take the responsibility. Yeah. So I had the responsibility and that was like, my mom was like, you can never leave him alone with the kids. And I'm, you're in (laughs) charge of one of your abusers, Jen. Right. That's insane. And I had to keep them safe. And, um, eventually he ended up like going to respite care. So where he stayed with like a, yeah, like a foster family. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, Yeah. For like a week. Uh huh. And he decided that they were like the best thing ever because, um, they didn't have like rules and stuff. And so he told my mom to like, to her face, he was like, I don't love you and I don't want to be here kind of thing. Yeah. And she of course was like, and I had like told them, (laughs) like I had been like, look, I didn't tell them about the abuse, but I was like, he's playing you, he's manipulating you, which it's funny, you know, she is too. Like you would think manipulation would seem manipulation, but apparently not. Um, anyway, oh. so, and he would get me in trouble and that was like a, another, a whole other layer oh is he gosh. would like make up stuff about me that I had done. And then I would get in trouble cause they wouldn't believe me. They would believe him. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So fast forward to that when he ended up, he ended up leaving, you know, they like kind of realized there were some <laughs> issues going on. Um, and my mom, that was the only time I can ever remember her being like, you were right. You know, I should have listened to you. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's like a full apology, yeah, but it was yeah. like, that was the closest we've ever gotten to anything that yeah. she's apologized for. Did they, did you hear I love you growing up? Mm-mm. They didn't say that at all? Said it to my sister. Um, oh, shit. 
Or, well, I take that back because she would say it in the sense of, like, after she was angry and, like, forcing me to, like, accept. And that was another thing was a for, forced I'm doing apology. this because I love you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my gosh. And not in, like, a genuine way, you know. Yeah, like, not in a nurturing you. way yeah. ever. And there was, like, she would push away, you know, she would, like, hold my sister's hand. She would, like, brush me aside kind <gasps> of thing. Oh, um, but then whenever she was, like, yelling at me. Um, and then afterwards would like, you know, make up with me. She would like force me to like hold her hand and pray with her. Um, and, oh, yeah, and, and now I really and want like to repent, pray with you know, yeah, <laughs> like, I really, would if like... you try to hold my hand and say a prayer right now, it's I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to just be like, I can't do this. And yeah. people need to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that it can be, it can't, that it can have been like a source of trauma. It, I mean, obviously it was. And she would literally, she would have us all sit in a circle, right? After she had had like a huge fight with my dad lasting like two days or whatever. Yeah. She would have us all sit in a circle or whatever, like whatever perceived, like, you know. Yeah. Thing had happened where she was like, I guess I have to apologize, you know, so that everybody can fawn over me and tell me how wonderful I am. <laughs> oh. Um, she would have us sit around in a circle and we'd each have to go around. She'd be like, do you forgive me? Well, if you said no, you were going to the bedroom with, you know, and she was going to like just absolutely lay into you oh about how my important forgiveness is and like, oh you my know, gosh. On, again, honor your father and mother. Shoot. So we would have to like, be like, yeah forgive you and then we would have to tell her we love her and like you know oh <laughs> and it'd be gosh. like this whole thing um Ooh, it's nightmarish so it, yeah really? and like insincere apologies are still like to me i'm like yeah, if it yeah, feels yeah. like you're not being insincere it's like no i'm not gonna say i forgive you like in Bro, a you know <laughs> i grew up with a family like that you did too what insincere apolo- apologies yes where i say i'm sorry to apologize so no matter much. what yeah I say I'm sorry so much, and then I've I, it is such a hard habit to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been times Sean's turned around and said, "I'm tired of hearing you say it. Are you going to do anything about yeah. it?" And I'm like, oh. "Like no, <laughs> you know." But um, yeah. but yeah, like it's it's an issue, definitely. I've yeah. seen children be forced to say they were sorry as young as like one and a half years old yeah. and sat still until they did it. Yeah, and I was like, they don't understand. Right, freaking let them go. Right, you know. Yeah. Well, the family I'm talking about you used to be neighbors too. Oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot of <laughs> I don't want to say that's names some for trauma. a, a that's reason. That's religious but... trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> back to the guardian. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, so cuz we're it's fine cuz we're digressing on important things. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, well, in like trying to give some context too, to some yeah. things. But yeah, so like obviously like my dad didn't stand up for me um and there was no no real I mean there was no one for me to you yeah. know like my siblings didn't stand up for me either you, you were know, alone. there was no like outside I was very much alone and um my only like I had a dog I finally got it I always wanted a dog and I finally my dad did cave when I was um 10 and Aww. I got a puppy so I did have a golden retriever um oh and I that would that was like my <laughs> like source of like emotional comfort was i would say like you know she was my friend growing up i'm sure friend i had and um we had like a patch of bamboo and i still love bamboo to this day um but we had like a patch in the woods yeah where i would take her and i would just go back there and cry and like you know hold her and just like that was later on okay so lee so um i guess it must have been December. Maybe it was November. I don't know. So we were like yeah. Christmas shopping, right? And again, I don't like remember if something like led up to this other than like things were just really bad. Yeah. I um, hadn't talked to my friends since before August. Yeah. I had no contact with anyone. 
Um, so under the pretense of shopping, and I'm very proud of this, I will say, like, yeah. <laughs> this is something I'm super proud of and I will always tell people about. Um, but I pretended I was Christmas shopping and I went and bought a phone, um, like a prepaid, oh, you know, yeah. type thing. Burner phone. And I managed to pay for it and get it out of the store without anybody knowing. Wow. Very pleased with myself. Yeah, Don't that's know how. I mean, because I, you know, all my siblings are roaming around, you know, Walmart isn't that big. Like. No, it's not. They can walk up while you don't want to It wasn't a deals. super Walmart. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so I got that, and, like, eventually, whenever, you know, like, no one was around, went back to the woods, and, like, yeah. I called my two friends. I basically had, like, two. One yeah. was um, sort of in the area, like, 45 minutes from me. Yeah. And then the other was in Sanford. Yeah. Um, so I called both of them separately, and they were like, oh, my God, like, what, <laughs> you know, you, like, dropped off the face of the earth, you know, yeah, like, literally, because yeah. it's not like I got to say goodbye, you know, or like, hey, this yeah. is what's going on. And they were like, what the hell happened? Yeah. So I told them, um, and they're just casually like, yeah, so we have a court hearing, you know, she's going to declare me mentally incompetent, blah, blah, blah. And they, like, of course, like, flipped out, and they were like, I you bet. have to, they were like, you have to leave. You have to leave. And I was like, no, I can't leave. Like, that's yeah, not, you yeah. know, it's, like, not an option. And it was funny because the one friend tried to, like, bribe me. She knew there was, like, this political... I don't, like, have any recollection of, like, what it was. Yeah. But she knew there was this event I wanted to go to. And she was like, she was like, I can pick you up right now. We'll go to this, you know, and and just, like, not come back kind of thing. And I was like, it's tempting. However, you know, You didn't feel like you had a choice. I didn't feel like I wasn't ready. And um, I called my other friend. She was a little more harsh about it. Um, she was like, here's the thing, which it wasn't, you know, it was maybe necessarily harsh, you know, it wasn't (laughs) like she was trying to be mean, but trying to get the point across, maybe a little too harsh, but you know, there's (laughs) there's a fine line there. Anyway, um, she meant well, we'll put it like that, but she was like, you know, if you let her go through with this, like, you're never going to hear from me again, you know, like it's a... Like that's just like I'm cutting you off, right? That was tough love. Yeah, she was giving you. Yeah, it was, and um, it was maybe she didn't word it well, but I could understand where she was coming from. Anyway, I was upset because I was like, and I don't know what my I thought my purpose was in calling them because I guess I was just desperate for a contact, you know, like I don't because I don't know. I was like, I'm not gonna leave. Like, what am I? I guess I wanted it both ways, you know. In a sense, yeah. Well, Stockholm syndrome, right? Exactly. And I was like, I can't leave, you know. Anyway, so. You know, they were just like, well, that's kind of it, you know, kind of thing. So I, you know, of course, was really upset. I remember, like, going to my room. I remember, I thought I remember, like, smashing the phone, to be honest. I was, like, upset. I remember, I I think I, like, took the battery out or something. Well, anyway, so fast forward to, and I don't know when that was, but fast forward to um, December 12th. So that night, I... So seven days before your court hearing. December 12th. Your court hearing's on the 19th. No, 20th. I got confused. Yeah, Never. her court hearing's on the 19th, yeah. so on December like 12th. Hang on, was it December 12th? Because I thought it was two weeks, but now I'm like, maybe I had my timing wrong. That's yeah, a week. that's a week. Yeah. Did I leave before that? I must have left then. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, math is hard. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, it's hard for me. <laughs> I was like, wait. Anyway, so, <laughs> so December 12th was when I ended up leaving. So what happened was um, I went with my sister to the dance thing. Yeah. That was our... Um, English old that. people dance in my skirt. <laughs> yeah. Go to but my yes, ankles. exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it was me and her in the car, and my mom calls. And as soon as, like, my sister picks up the phone, my stomach dropped. I knew, and, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I knew in that moment it was over for me, and I had to leave. Wow. It was, like, a life or death thing. Like, I just knew right wow. away. Wow. 
just from her saying like hi you know like her voice i could hear Something it in her voice triggered. and i knew what well and what it was is i knew she must have found out that i had been in contact with my other friends i don't know how but she had so it turns out my brother my one friend um who was in charlotte yeah she had gone to church actually she had gone to church with my family yeah. at some point so she actually had met my mom at one point but um she knew my older brother he was oh. right they were both out of the home yeah um so my my younger older brother anyway so he she had talked to i'm trying to get it straight i think she had talked to his pastor who talked to him or something oh, like uh-huh. that. So, like, the pastor and my older brother knew. Well, my older brother didn't know that was happening. And yeah. he, so, at first, he was, like, on my side. Um, but yeah. Then he talked to my mom. No, weirdly, no longer on my side. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. But... Because you're she, definitely super not mentally competent. Right. right? Uh, like, I mean, obviously, you yeah. can't... That's just like, whoa, this is shocking. But then it talks to her and it's like, oh, well, now it makes sense. Someone that's done all these uh, work with politicians. Oh, right. Like that, it's like, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so obviously, when he talked to my mom, then she knew that, you know, I had to contact someone yeah. or else he wouldn't, you know. No. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, she was just, of course, like, oh, I'm livid, sure livid. Just, and making all kinds of threats, saying she would lock me in my room, I would never, you know, leave, kind of thing. And I didn't know how far, you never knew how far she would go with her yeah. threats. You never knew if it was an empty threat or if she would follow through. Yeah. And so I was genuinely scared for my life at that point. I knew that, I was like, it can't get any worse. And honestly, I, um, the my thought process was, either she's going to kill me or I'm going to kill myself. It's not, I'm, there's no yeah. way out of this for me. Yeah. And... Like, I have to leave. It wasn't a choice anymore. Yeah. There was just enough of a spark left in me yeah. that I was like, I have to get out, you know? Wow. Um, wow. Just that tiny little, tiny, tiny little spark. And so I, so my mom was, <laughs> this was Oof. kind of funny to me because my sister usually, of course, like did everything my mom said, right? Yeah. Well, she told my sister, she was like, turn the car around right now and bring her home. And my sister was like, I'm all, we're almost there and it's about to start. I'm not going to be late. Like whatever. You know, I yeah. was like, <laughs> wow. Was that funny. one time. She was like, yeah. She was like, no, I'm not turning around. And she was like, fine. I'll like send your dad, you know, to come pick yeah, her up. Yeah, because she can't drive. Right. She can't come get me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny now that you think, you know, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah. Yeah. So. She's like, you know, okay, fine. I'll she like get sing. on her bicycle and you hear the Wicked Witch of the West thing. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Oh. Just like throw me on the back of the bike. Anyway, so so my dad was supposed to come pick me up. Well, my sister, um, clearly being like super caring and everything that she is, just like left me in the car to go inside. She was like, I'm not going to be late. Like you can stay here. Oh. It was cold. It was December, right? Freezing. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. a jacket. I actually didn't bring a jacket because I thought I was going to be inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like from the car to inside. Where were we all? Was it the dance class? Yeah. I mean, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. I... It was like at a church, of course, yes, obviously. Of course. Um, kind of like an isolated area, like very wooded and everything. But oh, she just gosh. left me in the car. So you're not near anything. No. Um, I, well, and it turned out there was like a, apparently like a fire station like not far from there um anyway so she just left me out there you know the car wasn't running or anything like yeah. <laughs> just leaves me in the car to freeze it's fine whatever yeah um just, and then fine. my dad's supposed to like be on the way to pick me up i don't know i think he he should have been there in like 20 minutes or something like yeah. that because i think that's how far it was um but anyway i was like 
looked through my purse and somehow my phone had ended up in there. And this was something to this day. It's like, I have no idea how it got in there. What the and that's heck? what something, that's something where it's like, I have to like acknowledge that there must be some sort of like higher power for that to have happened. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, you know, clearly being like, I'm done. This is, I don't need the phone anymore because it's over. You know, like this isn't my and life And then it's is a over. miracle. The phone is yeah, in Yeah. The bag. phone is suddenly in my bag. And so I take it out. I'm cold. I'm like, you know, terrified, obviously like so, never been so scared. And, um, Wow. I text my friend and I said, come get me. And that was all I said. And she knew. Um, and I, it took me so long to type that out because I was shaking so badly oh that gosh. I couldn't even type. You were probably so scared. Yeah. Oh, I was, Dang. I can't even explain. I, like, I, I can't, can't even... imagine being in that position. I mean, by that age, I was pregnant. We were married. Sean was a dad at 20. Yeah. You know, at 21, I was a mom. Yeah. I mean, we'd been independent for two years already. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so another, and another thing, my dad ended up not like showing up at least before, like before I left and before he got there, she was 45 minutes away and she was like, listen, I'm booking it there. She was like, I'm not going to get there before he does. And she said, you know, there's a fire station around the corner. If you need to walk there, like you can go there to be safe. Um, I don't know why. Well, and I was like, I, (laughs) problem was I didn't have any like I had this you know this phone that you know wasn't a smartphone so I was like I don't know how to get to the fire so you know it was like apparently not far I'm like wandering around in the dark and these like backwoods you know that's kind of scary cold um you know (laughs) you're right cold too and I'm like cold and just to give some um some insight into this Mm -hmm. how old are you now uh 29 29. Yes. So this Whoa. this was not that long ago. No. Wow. No, not at all. This was about 8 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> Now Sean's like super floored. Like what? <laughs> well, I knew it had to be somewhat recent history right. at least. Not like 50 years ago. <laughs> Cuz you're talking about social media right. and buying prepaid phones from Walmart and all right. this stuff. This isn't like 20-year-old <laughs> things yeah, yeah. So. i mean like this has happened since we've had our our youngest child right yeah like yeah. that's insane when you think about that yeah, yeah. But, but anyway so, so she wow she's she, driving um, to get you yeah so she's just and i'll like i'll always be so grateful for that you know i just to have someone who you text them and be like come get me and they know you and know, they, they just did. drop everything was this the friend that was not as harsh <clears throat> Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, How did you know? Yeah. But she was also assumed. the only one in the area. So She's the other closer. friend was in Sanford. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's a little further away. Yeah, right. Just a touch, you know. Did you ever figure hours. out why your dad never no. showed up nope. other than just being a, a great thing? <laughs> my my only, my guess would be that they got into a fight about it. That would be my guess. Right. Um, and and maybe, that they were maybe still fighting. Was, yeah. So he was And maybe stalled. he was like, oh, she'll be home in like a, you know, an hour anyway or like whatever. Wow. Um, you know, like I, that's my, that what would be my only guess. What a sliver of time like, you had. Yeah. You had a sliver um, for escape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, well, and the other thing was dance class ended, you know, after an hour. And so I'm like, time, you know. And I'm so I, yeah. And so it was just when, when, uh, the dance class was getting out and I could like see people coming. I went and went da- all the way down to the end of the driveway so that, you know, when she came, I could just like book it. Yes. And I, but I could see people were like coming out oh, and I was like, shoot. I knew they were going to obviously, well, the good thing was, I think my sister probably wouldn't have known she that my dad assumed. didn't pick me up. So yes. that was the good thing. But I was yeah. like, if she saw me, then she'd be like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yes. why are you down there? Um, anyway. Oh my gosh. So she finally, she um, pulls up basically just in the nick of time. I jump in to like book it out of there. I've never been so relieved. I was just like, 
focus. Yeah, the adrenaline rush was like oh, over, I and imagine. I was just like collapsed in the front seat. Um, and a few after a few minutes, we waited a little bit. I texted my family, and I was like, "Hey, I'm fine. I'm with friends." You know, just so to like give a sense Ooh, of like I'm safe. Pissed. They were like, "Where are you? Tell us right now. We're calling the police. We're worried about you." And I was like, "No, I'm fine." And they're like, "How do we know? We can't hear your voice. You know, like all of this. Like, and they're like, "We're calling police." They did end up filing a missing person report. Um, and <laughs> I had to. I, I'd have been I like, call the, cool. I'd have called the police myself and be like, "I ain't missing. Yeah, I'm good." No, and I did. I had to call the sheriff. And oh um, wow. And I was like, "Look, here's the deal. I'm fine." Like, and he was like, "So he? Oh, and so he told me." He said, your mom said you had the mental capacity of a 12-year-old. And he was like, you don't sound like that to me. And oh, I was like, that's God. because that's not true. Yeah. Anyway, so I just told him, I was like, look, I'm not missing. And he was like, well, just call your parents. They seem upset, you know. Uh-huh. Like, and they're, like, concerned <laughs> about you. And I was like, okay, well, hung up. Of course I didn't call my parents. Yeah, why right. Um, and I, I didn't my know. my minutes for you, parents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Literally, I'm like, listen, I only have so much on here. Anyway, you had so, nothing but the clothes on your back. Yeah, nothing. I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. Um, I didn't even have a jacket, literally. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, didn't, literally. Literally didn't have a jacket. So did your friend so, take her take you to her house? Yeah. And we were worried because um, I knew that my mom knew. I only had contact with so many people. Yeah. And we thought she for sure would show up at the house. So, I mean, I did not, which I didn't sleep all the way up until the court hearing. Um, huh. You were just I like. I mean, I just didn't, you know. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, the other thing was that she had cuckoo clocks in her house. And that was like, <laughs> I still the, cannot the friend? Like, yeah. And I was like, well, definitely not sleeping. This is sound going off every like, <laughs> yeah, five yeah. minutes. Anyway, but she, yeah, we, and they thought too, that we were all like, they're going to come barging, you know. Yeah. Try to, like knock the door down. Terrified. I just like sat there just like staring. Oh my gosh. And then it was like this sense of just being so lost once I left I was like is this like the biggest mistake I've ever made yeah knowing that I could never like go back yeah um and I don't know it was weird because I think most people would be like wow that must have been amazing it must have been such a good feeling it was not a good feeling I was not happy like I was there was this sense of I knew I had to do it yeah but I was not happy you know, like I wasn't, you there wasn't this sense of, do. yeah. And I still, and it was so overwhelming and it's so much culture shock. Like I can't, it took me such a long time, like to, oh my just gosh. experiencing so many different, like. It's like just, being locked away. Right. No. Like it, literally. Like for sure. Yeah. And like blast from the past. Time. Yeah, almost. exactly. And then, you know, I still had the court hearing coming yeah. up and I asked them to drop the petition well, first thing was I called the place and I who like um, diagnosed me with autism, yeah. and I was like, "Look," and I was like, "I told him I was like the way that they I thought it was really messed up the way that they like let her watch every you know yeah. every movement," and they were and I told I was like, "Listen, I talked to like a lawyer, which I actually did like one uh, like friend of a friend ended up like being a lawyer who yeah advised me on some stuff, which was really nice." But I was like, look, my lawyer. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, whoa, okay. And they're like, we've ripped up the papers. This has never happened. Like, <laughs> they were, I mean, they were clearly, like, they knew. Is like, that they how had, they reversed the diagnosis? Yeah, like, they, they just... were like, this never happened. They're like, we're so sorry that this happened. Shoot. Like, this is, they knew that I had grounds to sue. 
and they were like, please let us know if there's anything we can do. It was they like were very help. Yeah, they were very, uh, <laughs> they were very willing to like oh do whatever gosh. it took to not get. And I was like, at the time, I was like, I'm not going to sue them. Like, I have better things to worry yeah. about, you know? But I was just relieved to like be able to like put that behind me. Yeah. Um, wow. And then... I, there was so much I had to do. And I don't think people would think about that was I didn't have a birth certificate. Didn't have a social security card. You had nothing. Didn't have a bank account. Didn't, I mean, I didn't have money either. Um, literally nothing. You know, I didn't have a place to live. Like, you know, people were, I was couch surfing for yeah. a long time. Um, they were, tra- my family was trying to track me down my location. So I was scared this entire time leading up to the hearing. I actually went to stay in Sanford with the other friend for yeah. a while because physical distance just was better. It kind of helped. So they couldn't yeah. find me. Because I didn't know what they would do if they found me, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. I kept imagining this, like, throwing me in a van, like, you know, like a kidnapping oh, right, situation. Right. And I really think they would have if they had found me. And they went to the, I mean, the extent that they went to to try to find me, they hacked into my social media. And they were actually talking to the friend in Sanford I was staying with. And she was like, hey, did you get your social media back? She was like, did you get your Facebook back? And I was like, no, why? And she's like, I'm talking to you right now. Uh oh. And I was like, no, you're not. And she was like, no, I'm serious. Log into my account. She gave me her info. And I'm watching them have a conversation with her and try to like pretend and pretending to be me and they were like so where are you right now kind of thing you know like I I was like what it was the most surreal thing I've ever seen is seeing someone imitate you like in that like try to yeah talk about controlling and just there were so many things like they just oh my god and of course they were harassing me yeah um, and just being like, you know, if you don't tell us where you are, blah, blah, blah. We it just want, the, we me. just want what's best for you. Oh and you wouldn't gosh. believe the amount of people who, um, like their friend, you know, like yeah. acquaintances and people who are like, Hey, just want to make sure you're okay. It's like, your parents are worried about you. Of course. And of course. I want to be like, mind your own effing business. Like, yeah. this is not your concern. Um, oh I would just be like, I'm okay. Thank you for checking. Yes. yes <laughs> you know, definitely. like I, I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. The, here's Never another thing. Never contact me again. Right, literally, like, um, please leave. Like, you don't know anything you about my no life. You have no idea what my yeah. house was like, for real. Right, and that was where the people, and this one lady who I knew through, like, politics, just like an acquaintance, yeah. I knew, I was friends with her daughter. Yeah. And she forbid me from seeing her daughter because she didn't want her around that type of situation, um, you know, yeah. as a Christian. Talking about um, at yeah. home? As a Christian. Or, or you being Me, about, um, around me, because I rejected my family, you know, it was just gotcha. well, real sketchy. As a Christian, don't yeah, be around we don't those want non-believers. That. Um, <laughs> they'll taint you. you know? <laughs> Not be unequally yoked together. Yes, Lord. Um, we get it. But yeah, and so the other thing is, so my guardian and litem, I kind of um, skipped over this part, was we met with my guardian and litem, yeah. right? You have to, like, agree to mm-hmm. the guardianship and everything. And he never met with me alone. And what? that was a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. Because I could never, you know, he was like, are you in favor? I'm like, yep, this is right there. You know, which... To be fair, not to be fair, really. I mean, it's messed up either way. But I don't know if I would have, if I was alone, if I would have been like, I need help. You know, like, I don't know if I could have done that. Who knows? Maybe, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's still, still, like, messed up. (laughs) You know, like, either way. Right. It's like, should have at least been given the opportunity anyway. Yeah. So I called him, set up a meeting with him. And... He was, of course, a little horrified um, <laughs> what had happened. Uh, and I was like, was. here's the deal. So we sat there and, like, talked for two Did hours about everything. you tell him you've been abused growing yeah. up and stuff uh, like that? Yeah, we went into the whole thing, and he was like, oh, my God. 
And, and he, he was did like, end I up was being, about to sign you over. He did end up being really good. He was a really great guardian ad litem. I have no complaints. Yeah. He made everything really easy. Um, he did, so one of the things he did was he asked me for like personal references, right? He'd like to be, yeah. <clears throat> to help. And so I had a whole list of people yeah. to like call and stuff and just be like, all you have to do is be like, yeah, she's competent. Like kind of thing, you know, or like, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but, you know, not she like this big, she can think for herself. Right. Like that's all. That's it. Literally like nothing to she do. She can function in the world. Right. But like nothing to do with my family. Right. Yeah. All every, like almost every one of these people. We're like, no, we don't want to get in the middle of this. And oh, I'm like, you're not man. getting in the middle of anything. You're literally, all you have to do is be like, yeah, she's like. <laughs> Here's a life lesson, folks that are listening. Be willing to take a risk for people. Right. For crying out loud. I mean, it's not even a risk. I was about to say, just Like, tell literally, the truth. like, all, right. That's all they had to <laughs> do was answer get one involved, phone call. Though. But it's. Right. That- we were like, we don't oh want to take God. sides. And one of them was oh. like, well, maybe if we meet in person and talk about it, we can talk about your family. And I'm like, no, I'm good, actually. I don't need your reference uh, that badly. So fighting did, the urge to throw up right now. Did anyone, like, come forward as a good reference? Um, a few so people? I think really only, like, the people who helped me leave. So, like, two um, and, people. Like, yeah. these are the people that know that I'm mentally competent. Originally, my brother was going to be... And, uh, then he, rather, and then he backed out of that. Oh, of course, um, he backed out. You know, don't want to take sides. Were, <laughs> so, were they all living at home? Not all of them. My older brothers were allowed to leave because they're men. Oh, okay. <laughs> so oh, that's how that goes. Um, so they can do whatever they, you know, the endless freedom for yeah. the men folk, you know? That's, oh, no. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, so I ended up, and this was like, I was so overwhelmed and like looking back, I can't. Like, I have so much gratitude for all yeah. the people who helped me because the amount of people who did not know anything about me, yeah. knew nothing about me, just had, like, vaguely heard of my situation and helped me. I mean, I had people give me clothes. I had people. The good there was people. This, yeah. And, like, I was so incredibly touched. Like, this one lady who I'd met maybe once, yeah. like, through social, uh, social, uh, well, it was social media, I guess, that we probably met, but, like, um, through, like, politics like a political event or something we had met briefly but didn't know me at all right didn't like and of course i had no idea like what's happening yeah she um ended up like taking me in for like a couple of days just like no and she's like this this like southern lady you know it's like older southern not like older but like you know 50 60 this um southern lady you know how those Mm. like motherly figures yeah like you know they hug you and they're like it's all right honey like you're safe now kind of thing like that that's how she was and she was also very like your mother should be she was like you are the most wonderful young lady and just like (laughs) just very like standing up for me and just being like she was like so oh my god it was amazing and i still like i it's like i almost like cry every time I think about her yeah, because like, what that was like person. such an impact on me yeah like she ended up taking me and she took me on like a shopping spree oh and I'll were never... you afraid to buy real clothes yes and I was like I hadn't had well that was another thing that I didn't even realize we didn't really have a lot of clothes like I had one pair of jeans yeah and like I didn't have clothes that fit um you know I had enough like bras and stuff like that of yeah. course I had no idea I'd like you know he maybe had like one of my sister's older one like it yeah. wasn't like something you know <laughs> I had access to and so and well she I'm was, assuming like, that you didn't even get the jeans from home right, right. no well and that's like another part of the story you is probably like only wear those at home right yeah well and um yeah exactly and it's like not those were anyway later on so <laughs> okay so she and she was so sweet like I could go on and on about this lady yeah she like had such a huge impact on my life in like such a short period of time 
and she um she had me like buy you know basic necessities and she was like you know you need underwear you need bras and she was like I want you to uh, pick out like some practical underwear and then also a pair of like cute sexy underwear (laughs) which I was like I don't even know (laughs) but it was she was like I want you to have stuff that make you feel good about yourself and she was like, I also want you to pick out one thing that just makes you really happy. She was like, anything. So I picked out these boots. I had always wanted this Aww. pair of like, you know, fancy, um, almost like riding boots. You yeah, know, these yeah. like black leather boots. I think I still have them in my closet just for like the sake of like sentimental value. She, and that. it was, and she was like, don't look at the price. She was like, don't you dare look at the price. She was like, I don't, she must have spent, I, I don't know. And she wouldn't literally like, wouldn't let me see how much, but it was at least 300 that she wow. spent on me. She bought me all these clothes. Uh, mm. Like, I mean, I cannot, you know, she took me to get and... food, like everything. Yeah. Uh, and she thought of things I think that other people hadn't thought of that I yeah. didn't. It was hard because I didn't want to ask for anything. Well, you, you know, don't have anything to food. Give, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I had nothing and I didn't want to be a burden because I had been told, you know, and actually one of the things that my mom said to me um, was, you know, your friends wouldn't love you if they had to live with you. Um, and she was like, we're the only ones who could love you kind of thing. No. Like it was this great sacrifice no. of hers. Oh my gosh. Like <clears throat> and you're so she fortunate even, to live here. You're right. Really so she fortunate. even told, which it was really upsetting to me that she told, um, my younger siblings were actually, which this was one of the few times she was being like verbally abusive to me in front of them was, uh-huh. um, and she, I don't remember how it like started, but she was just like, you know, beating me down and she. Um, the, my younger siblings were upset and they were like, they were like, no, leave her alone. And so they were like, she's our friend. And that was like so sweet. And then she was like, she's not your friend. She's not anyone's friend. And I'll like, never forget those words, like to be said, like to them, like as like small Small children. children. And yeah, that's so hurtful. And so just like all of that (laughs) just made my transition to like reality so difficult. Cause I already, I had to work so hard to not feel like a burden and at the time when I first left I mean I didn't have I was emotionally you know a you probably thought old. about going back yeah oh oh, oh I you did. probably thought about going oh. back because because you felt like what can you contribute I'm yeah. just a burden right just like they always said exactly I need to no. go back and I'm glad you said that because that's not even something I typically bring up but like because people don't realize that it's a very yeah. you know being in that type of situation being mm-hmm. in like a healthy environment is actually very scary and like having a whole different, I mean, it was incredibly overwhelming, like everything, like I'm talking about, you know, my family didn't say good morning to each other. You know, there yeah. wasn't like conversational, you like sit down and talk about your day kind of thing. That was a culture shock for me. It's like people would talk to me and I'd be like, what, what are you, what do you, what do you want? Me? Yeah. Like, it's like, you want something. Have I done something me. wrong? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, you're going to yell at me, etc. You know, that sort of feeling. And so I bet you were genuinely surprised by people's kindness. I was, I was, I was blown away. I couldn't even process it. Honestly, it was so overwhelming for me. And, um, so anyway, so like leading up to the court hearing, I had so many people just like, I shouldn't say so many people. There was a very small group, specific group of people because all the people who I like thought would have my back didn't. Oh, when you find out when your who your real friends are. And apparently none of them were like, (laughs) except for the ones who helped me leave. Yeah. And um, I had to, of course, go to the court hearing and defend, which was the scariest. I bet um, it was scary. So you did go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I didn't have a, well, 
Technically, I, like I didn't necessarily have to go, and it the may Guardian have still gone in my favor. Could have spoken right. for her, but it wouldn't have looked good for me to not show up. Like it wouldn't have looked Especially good for since my competence. You were declaring your right. own competence, right? That's the thing. It wouldn't have looked good. Um, so we, you know, didn't know for sure how it would go. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so I really, I really didn't have a choice. So, but the guardian ad litem was cool. He prepared me very well. And he did a lot of like, here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. All you have to do is say yes, no, yes, yes. You know, oh, like there's not a lot. You don't need to elaborate. You know, this is, you just have to get, breathe through this. Yes. And that was what I needed. And he was like, just look at me the whole time, you know, like, <laughs> just don't make look eyes. at your yeah. mama. And so, um, it was a lot of, he was like, isn't it true that you were, you know, you volunteer, you were put in charge of other volunteers, you know, all of this stuff. Yes. And here's another thing is my mom is trying to say that I wasn't mentally competent. Well, I had cared for my younger brother. That was medically In fragile. the hospital. I had been left alone in as his caretaker. And that would qualify at, at best, it would be child neglect, you know, to leave him with someone who's not competent. Yeah. And I had that. In, of course, that was never something I wanted to like you go had down that road. But I had, but my friends were like, you got to put that in your back pocket. Like yes, just in for case, sure. because, you know, for your own, <laughs> for your own sake, you gotta, you gotta have that. Yeah. And I think my mom knew that I was gonna like kind of have that. I think she thought that I would just straight up like accuse them because <laughs> she, she didn't seem to. I don't know, or at least the people who testified didn't seem to understand what it was about. Wow. So I had, I actually had a, who I thought was a friend, not a super close friend, but a friend, uh -huh. you know, casual friend. Yeah. Who testified against me in court. Um, sure. And when I showed up that day, it made me, I was so, I can't tell you how angry I was to see her walking in with my mom. Who oh. had, she had never met my mom before I had left. What? Had never, and this is... This should tell you the kind of power she has over people That's to be able scary. to charm them, to convince them. And like someone who them. knew me would go over to her, not knowing her. And try to um, declare you mentally incompetent. Right. And I see, I don't think any of them understood, which I don't understand how you can't. Like, it's not that hard of a concept. I am so but they, bored by all of it. Yeah. All of it. They just seem to think that it was, this hearing was <laughs> to defend them as parents. Or, like, to have me... I don't even know. I'm still unclear on, like, what they thought was happening. But... Yeah. So, she had... So, my one friend, basically all she said, which is the most bizarre thing to me, is she said that I was, like, really quiet and shy. Oh, big And, deal. like, introverted. So, I'm like, well, yeah, that's because she kind of beat my personality out of me. So, like, I don't even you know, know who I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, like, literally living in, like, the most abusive, toxic well, environment. What do you expect even from me? Even if... Even if that's all there was, it's still not a reason. Right. Well, and that's what I was like, what does that have to do with anything? And that's yeah. like literally all she said with us, just that I was like really quiet and withdrawn. And I was like, oh, that's okay. I so mean, you're proving my point is what you're saying is the trauma, you know, is <laughs> yes, like thank I've you. withdrawn because right? and I was like, and that, and so, and then they had another friend who, this was kind of actually the only like long-term friend my mom had. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't see each other that often, I think, and that was the key. Yeah. It was like, you know, once every couple of years, it was like family friend kind of thing. Yeah. She didn't email her to death, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess. Apparently not. Maybe she left her alone. Or like, probably didn't like her that much, so right. she left her alone. Exactly. Yeah. They probably actually weren't. Yeah. Anyway, so her testimony was basically, she was like, well, look at her siblings. She was like, J you know, all of um, her siblings turned out fine, but look at her, you know, like she, so clearly the issue was with me. She was like, she was like, they're clearly great parents. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> like that's lit. Like, that, and that's what eyes, she. It wasn't possible that they targeted one child. Right. Because the other kids had turned out fine. That's yeah. literally what they, they were like, look at how well they're doing. Wow. And I'm like, are they doing well? We should take a closer look there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, dig and then, so my older, my younger older brother actually sat on my mother's side for the hearing. Um, uh-huh. He didn't testify. He was the only one who didn't testify. Which oh, okay. was kind of interesting. I had another friend who um, knew like me and my sister from politics and she had never met my mother. Yeah. She texted me while I was on the way and was like, listen, I just want you to know that I'm going to sit with your mother today, but I'm not taking sides. And I'm like, you're literally taking sides. sides you're sitting the on the left side of the courtroom. I'm on the right side. That's, I don't know how else to like break it down for you. Yeah. That that's actually a side. And what a she scary was like, I day. just am being supportive of your family. You know, I'm not taking sides, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was I'm so a people angry. pleaser and I don't want to make you mad. So right. I'm going to put a little warning out there. Please love me anyway. Yeah. And I think I did. I was like, look, that's not, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, that's bullshit. You. Like, yeah. anyway, but I was also like, whatever. So there me... like a ton of people on your mom's side and then there's like a few on yours. Yeah. And so um, the people on my side were all like, <laughs> Basically, people who didn't know me super well or had only met me. Like two after, weeks. Yeah. In the last week. No, like the lady I told you about. Yeah. Um, she had, she was there with me. It's like she had traveled, you know, wow. to like be there with me. And um, she just like had her arm around me the whole time. Like, I'll never forget that kind of what like how loved woman. I felt by her. Yeah. You know, someone I had barely Are known. Are you still in touch with her? Um, I'm not really. We don't. Um, she doesn't live because she lives in the yeah, Charlotte area, so yeah. she doesn't. But I do occasionally, just you know, I'll just be like, listen, you had like the such most. A, yeah, I'll be like, occasionally we'll just be like, hey, I just want you to remember that. And she remembers me, you know, I I'm, love sure, that. I'm sure we could like get together at some point and talk. Um, but yeah, absolutely adore her. Um, and she and then I had another the lady who is like kind of in charge of me with one of the campaigns mm-hmm. and who put me in charge of other people Oh wow! was there. And she came there kind of to like testify. She was like, I would never have put her in charge of other people if I had thought she was incompetent. Like, especially exactly. like, young, like volunteers. Thank and, God you did that political work. Yeah. Oh, it like saved me. It really I mean, did. like, or whatever, power, higher power you believe in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, seriously, yeah. it is such a, that was such a saving thing. For it you. really was. Yeah. And I am, I'll always be grateful for that. And that like the people, you know, I don't really have any contact with any of them anymore. Um, a couple of them did turn to be a little, like, toxic. Which my therapist said, you know, you're drawn, you are naturally drawn to, like, the toxicity oh, because of your nice? mother. Right? I know. Like, when I first left, in my unhealed state, that was, like, I sought comfort in, like, you know. Wow. Now yeah. less so. I still have to be careful, but I'm much more, like, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally mature and, like, aware of <laughs> red flags and all of yes, that yes. like I was being used a lot after I left by some people oh and who like kind of took advantage of the whole like mm, I don't have anywhere to live I don't have anything to do like this just kind of a loss you know yeah um lost kid in a grown-up body yeah um, yeah and a lot of people didn't know how to deal with that too and I um kind of just bounced around a lot because people didn't know what to do with yeah like me. what, do I, what do it I was a lot you know where, where can she go right so the day of the hearing though like yes they, how i mean how do the court people act okay so they're having to act professional it's kind of funny so here's the here's another thing is this is funny is the woman who was in charge of me with the political stuff she actually knew the judge oh so she like walked in and she's like you know gives a little nod 
And oh, she's, yeah. he's like, hey. <laughs> I, I, was like, I love I that. I was like, this is a good sign. Yes, yes. Not that politics are corrupt or anything. <laughs> yes. But, however, if it works in my favor, I'm not mad about right it. Right now, I'm not complaining. You know, like, play yeah. the system right now. Um, exactly. I would, too. Yeah. But another funny, this, um, I did not, I didn't really, I think, like, hear it at the time. But later on, people, like, reminded me. Uh-huh. Um, this was really funny. Is there were people sitting um, behind me, there were a couple like older ladies sitting behind me, uh-huh. waiting for their, oh, you know, thing to come uh-huh. up, and. <laughs> We were not like five minutes into this hearing and they were like talking to themselves like real loud and they're like, that poor girl, she just needs to let her go. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> and I, I was that. like, I oh, it's so funny. And my, like my friends were like cracking up at the things my mom was saying and they almost got thrown out. And I was <gasps> like, I swear to God, this is like this one day I need you to not get thrown out of the courtroom. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like Can just y'all keep behave? it together for like, it ended up being, um, three hours Th- 30 God. minutes, 30 minutes for my side, um, two and a half hours for her side my, Marissa's for them to testify was 10 against minutes me. total. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. She, um, yours would have been 10 minutes. Right. Had you not yeah. stood up and fought. Well, you know, what's funny is, um, one of the biggest, I, I mean, I think I would have went either way to be honest, but my mom really screwed herself over by not getting, she represented herself. She didn't get a lawyer. Oh. oh. And so, and the first thing, first thing. Listen, she started attacking my guardian ad litem. First thing, right off the bat, she's like, you're supposed to be on our side. Like, this is a whole... And he's like, oh, that's I'm dumb. literally on her side. Like, I mean, I he am... didn't say anything. He's just, like, laughing. He's like, this is... Like, that's I don't dumb, even because know. he is, like... He was seeing it for the He's there for the court was. system. Right. And yeah. it's like, of course the judge knows that. They're not going to be like, oh, no, is he not on your side? Like, what? <laughs> what? And she's like, she's like, you lied to us. Is he protecting and... the interest right. of oh, his client? Oh, no. How dare he? Yeah, how He's I doing do his job. I'm wow. so interested to know what the judge was doing during well, all this. He looked so. so bored, to be honest. He, really? like, he had his head on his hand. He was, like, resting <laughs> his head on it and, like, leaning over to the side. I swear I thought he was going to take a nap. Like, he was just, like just like zoned out like Shut he's up, like woman. i've just got to let this happen you know like i've just yeah. got to make it through yeah i mean he afterwards days. he immediately tossed it out like there was no like let me contemplate this case and see you know he, there he was like all right dismiss like that's we're done here like this is not so then <laughs> threw it out how did when they threw it out were you just like instant relief oh i fell to the floor like i physically could not did stand you? anymore my pr- friends had to pick me up they rushed me out because they knew my family would try to confront me right Listen, I do not know how they made it out. They rushed me down the stairs, right? They're not the elevator. The stairs. Down the stairs. My family still made it outside before we did. No idea how. <laughs> we just, like, flew out somehow. I don't know. Jumped out a window. What? Like, I don't know. So we hid behind the pillars the power when of we Christ went out. compels you. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, how did they get out there? Right. Some weird like, junk. still don't know. It's bizarre. Did they try but... to confront you outside? Oh, yeah. They were looking in the parking lot for me. So we hid behind the pillars be- until they left. Yeah. Yeah. I don't we were, um, <laughs> was, I would have hid too. It was, yeah, it was, um, it I was I think intense. I would have walked right into the civil section of where you file restraining. Wow, well, yeah, and, right. I feel like I'm going to, yeah, get a restraining like, order against listen, my mom. Yeah. So then you, you couch surf for a while after this. Yeah. How, and you still had contact with your mom. Yeah. I'm assuming based on her personality type that she's yeah. probably still trying to manipulate you into oh, coming yeah, back home. Oh, yeah, for years. Oh, yeah, for years. Okay. And I she I actually had a phone call with her, I think, like a couple weeks 
I don't know what like made me think that would be a good idea. But again, like, you know, Stockholm syndrome, I mean, like, all yeah. of, you know, it's not like I was instantly healed, like by leaving. Yes. Yeah. Um, or like even had an understanding of like, you know, the extent of the abuse. Like, I what, and what do I do now? Right. Yeah. And she just, <laughs> she was like, it was just incredibly bizarre. She was like, she was like, you know, we hadn't slept, you know, all week because we um, were so worried about you and like the way you left without any warning and like, Oh my gosh. Um, and she was like, you look so well rested at the court hearing. And I was like, thank you so much. That's so nice. Cause I actually hadn't slept at all. So I'm so glad I looked like really Why good. Why do you, that's so weird. I would hope you would want me to be well rested. Right. Oh, so and the other thing weird. is I had asked them to drop, I begged them to drop the petition i was like i don't want to do this please don't do this please yes. just drop it they could have dropped it at any time right and, and i had lawyers like i consulted yeah i consulted with lawyers but they were like yeah they can drop it at any time they don't have to go through with yeah. it they um would not drop it and they said we were advised by the clerk um to like show up and she was like we thought about not showing up but she said we should show that we care um, oh whatever she had up. a team of people to and testify <laughs> she was like, lying through her oh team. she had a stack of papers she uh, like i'm not kidding like when i say it was like a foot of pay like oh or more thousands of papers yeah and i'm still not really clear on what it was other than i know she had stuff like based on like the diagnosis that I long no longer had. And she, um, actually I did have to confront her. Um, yeah. Which I was super proud of this is like, I mean, I was shaking my boots literally yeah, I'm wearing sure. my boots, yeah, <laughs> but I was yeah. like, um, you know, my voice was shaking, but I looked right at her cause she was like, isn't it true that you agreed, you know, with like the professionals or whatever, you know, that you need help. And I was like, if I did, it was because you manipulated me into it. Oh, that's so um, good. And the look on her face, she did not expect me to stand up to her. She did not expect. She, she was literally, shocked. Her jaw man, was on the floor. She was determined to beat you down from the time you were six years old. And she did. And she did. And at, But like, you the, made it out. Like, I'm so impressed. I am too. <laughs> I am so impressed. <laughs> and I still sometimes I'm just like, is this real? You know, I really do. And I think it helps to share my story to remember that it was yeah. real. And it is something that happened because it sometimes I'm shocking. too hard on myself. Sean, are you shocked? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I am like so just like floored. I want my children to be independent and I'm get out sh- in yeah. the world. I'm and- shocked, but I can totally see how it would happen. How someone could abuse their children and abuse the system and manipulate yeah. the people around them. Seeing people and things that I've seen over life. It, yeah. It, I, I, how do I know? I, I, I possibly run into another you at any moment right. in the homeschool group and just right. never. And just well, and it kind of scares yeah. you. Right. It kind of scares you for people. You're like. To like wonder. Are you okay? Like, we're just going to start randomly being like. Right. Are you Be like, listen, come here. Do you need me to get you out? <laughs> like pass you know. them a note and be like, hey. Just yeah. blink twice. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. Like, it really makes you think about people. So, now that I know you, you are, you know, you're 29 years old. You are a nanny now. Yes. You are, live on your own? Yes. Or you have a roommate? Or No, I live on my own. You yeah. live on your own? I mean, like, you got your birth certificate? Yeah, you <laughs> that was that, a, let me tell you. It's a real nightmare to get your birth certificate if you don't have your social security card or a driver's license. Any form of identification. It's a nightmare. Because then they're like, to get a birth certificate, you got to have a social security card. To get a social security card, you got to have a birth certificate. I could not tell you how much of a nightmare that was. Yeah, but I am from an abusive home. And they're not going to let me have it. And to get your driver's license, you need both of those documents. And I'm like, this is okay. I don't know what to tell you. But you eventually got it. I eventually got them. I don't even, I kind of feel like I blocked that out a little bit. It was so dramatic. Yeah, maybe I you just got just the right like, person. Or I was something. like, I'm just done here. It just, I have the papers. We're like, not gonna even. Think I'm about legal that now. Anymore. Right? You know, yeah, legit. That's insane. 
And then, uh, so what, what made you decide? So you you mentioned earlier about being a nanny and how you like nurturing. Yeah. Did you did you do any other jobs? I didn't. No, that was pretty much. Um, I did consider going into politics. I'm glad I didn't. I was very burnt. <laughs> I was burnt out. Which like yeah. I mean you know I had literally like. That was where I put, like, all of my energy. And, yeah. like, I mean, I used it to escape. And then, but I was, I mean, there's so much corruption. I mean, and I can't even, And then you were like, on the right side of politics. Right. I could see you being more on the left side now, yeah, maybe. a little bit. Maybe. Just a little maybe bit, just yeah. Just a little. Well, yeah. And, well, and that was the other thing. It's just I went through such a transformation. Um, even just in the past couple of years, um, you know, even, like, coming out as gay, that was such a huge like thing for me to accept that about myself because yeah there was so much like internalized like homophobia and like yes the religious trauma aspect of that yes definitely um getting past all that has been such a like healing like a freeing experience yeah for sure to feel like you can be yourself yeah what were you gonna say well did you while you were growing up was that even a consideration? Not really. Like, and looking back, I mean, there's some things where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's <laughs> you know, why I like a that little girl was bit. cute, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm imagining you're just in survival mode so right. much. Exactly. That this, like, what? I'm not even. That it wasn't about even that. at all, yeah. right? Exactly. And that's pretty much that's what it was. Um, where it wasn't even like I didn't think about boys, I didn't think about girls. Like yeah. it was literally like I didn't expect to make it here. You know, like I really you didn't. Truly I didn't, didn't. expect it. I didn't expect to survive, and I certainly never expected to get out. You yeah. know, of that situation. And wow. so I think um, even for a long time, like I couldn't focus on anything other than, you know, I mean, it was a lot of hard work just to, to like emotionally mature, like I <laughs> to imagine. not be able. I mean, it was bad when I left, and I you know, something would happen and I would just be curled up in a ball on the floor. I couldn't cope. I didn't know how yeah. to emotionally, I mean, I still have to, you know, like I, you have to teach yourself like coping skills. And like when you aren't able to emotionally regulate, you're never taught, you're never like given the opportunity, yeah. especially like walking on eggshells all the time in that yeah. environment that, you know, teaches you to just, you know, just have this, you Can know, imagine. the hyper, um, uh, hyper arousal like in the just being so aware of like there being danger around every corner you know and that's like the yeah. complex ptsd where oh that comes goodness. in and like it's just this feeling of um you know you have this hyper vigilance and you're never sure like if something is safe you know yeah like, like just whether can whole, you trust it right like the world is unsafe and that's what like ptsd you know is a yeah it's such a rewiring of your brain and people i think don't realize that and they also yeah. there's not a lot of acknowledgement of complex post-traumatic disorder. I've never even heard the term complex. And it's not acknowledged by a lot of people. And I'm really yeah. grateful that I had a therapist who like, you know, taught me all of this yes. because it's so the difference with post-traumatic disorder and complex post-traumatic mm-hmm. disorder is generally with PTSD, it's, it's like singular, like short-term events. Yes. And then with complex, it's usually childhood trauma. That's what it's a yes. long, long-term, like too much stress for your brain to handle over an extreme, yeah. you know, like an extreme amount of stress for a long period of time. And so you like were childhood definitely trauma. under that. Yeah. So Most it's definitely. Yeah. So what triggered, like, at, at what point were you able to move out on your own? Um, how far after, like? That was how long? So I originally lived with a family for about, I believe it was seven months, I okay. want to say. Um, I basically like asked them <laughs> if I could just stay there. I was Can like, I be please just let me stay. Yeah. yeah, no, like literally I was like desperate for like stability. Yeah. Especially like after all that, like I craved and I still do like a yes. certain amount of like control and stability. Yeah. Because there's so much of my life was out of my control and like 
There was no stability, no sort of mm-hmm. like, um, no sort of like even comfort of like familiarity, yeah. you know, like other yeah. than like the familiarity of like drama of pain. Yeah. You know, that was, that was the only thing that was consistent anyway. So, um, mm. so I stayed with them for about seven months, but, um, they ended up kicking me out, which they had again, oh. like didn't have an understanding of how to help me. They just didn't know what to do. I mean, I was a child in a grown up body and nobody knew what to do with me. (laughs) They really didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thankfully I was taken in by a family, um, who they took me in when they, other family kicked me out and they were literally like, you know, you're not coming back tonight kind of thing. Oh Um, wow. Because, and there were, found out later there were other issues going on. I won't go into that, yeah, but yeah. like clearly there, it wasn't the healthiest like dynamic anyway. Yeah. So when they kicked me out, it's like, that was probably for the best. Um, yeah. But the other family took me in and they really did a lot to get me on my feet. Oh wow. And they, you know, taught me how to drive. They, they were the ones who ended up getting me into therapy. Uh-huh. Um, and just helping me, learn to be independent and just, and actually, cause you weren't taught those things. You had to be taught as an adult. And the mom actually reparented me through therapy because I needed that. I needed to be, to have that. Um, and she was really cool about like, she did a, a lot of like, dark humor with me you know because yeah, that, and yeah. that's what I needed that and that was I mean I've always had you know this like dark sense of humor and it was yeah, like yeah. you have to laugh you do have to laugh like it really is so healing and like yes and there does come a point where it's like if you can't laugh you're not gonna you can't you're gonna crack you gonna, under all right. that pressure no yeah. really like and um she was really good at like just you know making jokes <laughs> um and like keeping things light you know with that especially mm-hmm. after therapy you know yeah um and she was the one who pushed me to go to therapy really? and I kept being like no I I'm good and she was like have you thought about it more and I'm like yeah I didn't want to and she was like just try it and I'm like fine I'll try it if you're gonna like stop and talking about it. it and then I was like oh my god this is the best thing has ever happened to me like and <laughs> yeah. then I wouldn't stop going yeah um, you definitely, and- <laughs> I mean I, I know for me personally I definitely did not have that amount of childhood trauma and I need therapy. Oh, so I'm I can a big imagine advocate for everyone going to therapy. You don't have to be this like broken, hot right? mess of a person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone can benefit from therapy in some mm-hmm. way. I mean, we all have a certain amount of trauma. You know, like even everybody's if got. You something. consider it maybe this like small little, but it's still you know you still have that and like. Yeah not gonna hurt you know well I should say unless you find the wrong therapist yeah there is that I will say like it can be hard to find a good therapist but thankfully I found one who and she took me in and I'll always be so so grateful for this because it never would have happened otherwise I didn't have money right yeah she took she saw me for free and still does and um I don't know I do occasionally I haven't seen her in a while um since I came out that was a little bit of a difficult a little bit of a rocky session for us I haven't seen her um But she, God, she just did so much. I can, like, not say enough good things about her, how far yeah. she brought me. And she took, it was funny because she told me I was her guinea pig because she was like, I have never seen this level of every form of abuse for I, so many years yeah. and for someone to survive that and end up, like, you know, in a good place. Like, and she, yes. she told me later on um, that she told um, the mom of this family, she was like, she was like, listen, she's either going to, she's either going to thrive. She's going to like, you know, progress and like probably move through these stages very quickly and like really thrive. 
or she's going to get stuck. She's never going to make it out. And I was like, I'm so glad you didn't tell me that right away. Cause, Cause I, I would have been, been like, no, I'm not even going to try. Fine. Like you want to yeah. be like that? I'm just going to have that attitude. Yeah. It's like, why would I bother? Um, yeah. no, but she was, and I think she really didn't know. She was like, and she like did tell me some of, you know, she was like, I just have never seen this level yeah. of abuse. And I'm not familiar. And she was like, I don't know. And she was very experienced. She had been a therapist for, I want to say yes. like 30 years at the time. And so she, okay. Yeah. She was a very experienced therapist, wow. but she was just like, I've never heard of this. And, um, and she, it's, this is really cool to me. And this was like, made me feel so good was that she actually used some of my story to help like to share with like other therapists to Aww. not like anything confident, you know, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, more so I would like research stuff and I would like find something and be like, look at this. And she would be like, I'm going to send this to like a therapist that like, wow. you know, to help someone else who's been like in that type of situation too. The yeah. You were teaching. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, yeah. and I got to the point and like I said, like the mom in this family, like reparented me and she really, I cannot say enough good things about her either. Um, she, just did so much to push me into yeah. being on my own because there was a lot of resistance. I was just push back, push back, push wow. back, push back. And, she and I just, can imagine that would be hard to take someone in that's not. I don't know if I you. could do it. To be honest, yeah. like looking back, I'm like that takes incredible strength. It takes courage. Like I can't imagine taking that kind of risk and just and a lot you're of just taking someone in like off the street you don't know. Yeah, who is real messed up like (laughs) real messed up you know not not any fault of my own but like still like I didn't you know like I said like I would crumble there was no I was also extreme I was extremely defensive if anyone would like it could be like you you know you didn't do that right it would be like what do you mean I didn't you know like this whole I mean I just did not know how to regulate my emotions I didn't know how to function as an adult or as like a healthy you know human like I just had no understanding yeah I had no skills um, and she was by my side through all of this. And wow. she would joke about like, when I got to the teenage state, emotional stage that she was going to like kick me. She was like, I'm not going to be there for that. <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's fair. You know, that seems, that seems fair. But, yeah. it, and it's weird, like going through all of those phases. So um, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Really I can't so explain quickly. how bizarre it feels. Yeah. And I got to the point where my therapist was like, yeah, you're like at the emotional maturity of your age now. And I was like, yes, oh I made it. <laughs> I was like, this is oh. the best. Oh, and I'd be like, oh my um, God, finally. Um, finally. And it got to the point where I like, I mean, it was such a, I'm like, you know, of course there's not even time to like talk about ev- all the amazing like things that um, they both like helped me through. But I got to the point where I wrote this letter mm-hmm. to my mom, this like, you know, in-depth letter that yeah. I hadn't I'd never been able to say these kinds of things and I read it out loud to my therapist and I look up and there's tears streaming down her face no and I was like I broke my therapist <laughs> and I was no. like my I therapist. was like this is so uncomfortable I'm not I don't know what to do and she was just like I'm just so proud of you you've wow. like you've just like put all the pieces together and you've come so far and I didn't know if you would let you know yeah. and you're like really just you just like come you know the progress you've made she's wow. like I can't and I was like oh my god I love it. My therapist is proud of me. This is the best. That would be like the best thing ever. Like so affirming. It was. It was. Is that one of the letters that you didn't send? Or did you send that one? I believe that was one I did send actually. Oh wow. Um, so you did get it out there with your mom like I did yeah I did and I got to that point and I think she and that was my therapist was so proud of me for being able to um, kind of set that boundary and to be strong enough yeah to say those things to my mother yeah and then you cut off contact yes completely yeah and when I sent this I believe it was a I had no contact I can't remember because there were times where I was like 
She would kind of draw me back. And she would yeah. use, like, photos of my younger siblings. Yeah. Be like, I'll send you a photo if you, like, you know, tell oh, whatever that'll be kind tough. of thing. Um, so I really had to cut her off. But, um, and I think I just sent her this email and then, like, blocked her or, like, blocked her again or whatever. Yeah. Um, which was another thing. It's, like, to be strong enough to, like, be able to be, like, this is my piece. I don't care what you have to say in yeah. return because it's not going to affect, you know, it's not going to make the situation better. It's not going to... Mm. You know, like, you don't have that control over me anymore. Yeah. And it, and it's just so what I need to say. Because there's a part of me that wants to be like, <laughs> hey, mom, I joined a lesbian cult. <laughs> I, that is a thought I have where I'm like, oh, man, I wish she could see me now. Life is so I wish great. she could see me now. I know. Right? All this coochie up in here. <laughs> that would be, like, hilarious and her worst nightmare. Yeah, she would be like, I could not have dreamed up a worse scenario in my head for, she like, would. where you are right now in your life. But are you safe? and you're happy and you're a fully functioning adult yes and that's amazing i am so proud of you like i i know we just met but i am so freaking impressed like seriously so impressed because i cannot i can't imagine yeah i just cannot imagine what you had to overcome and the fear i mean that's a lot of fear and then like just everything you're dealing with? Are you? I thought my husband was no, making no, gang was, signs at me over there. I was touching mine. He was touching his mic. <laughs> Microphone. His, his eyeballs were like weird looking at me. And I was like, what? What am I doing? But like, I'm just really, I'm blown away by your story. And I'm impressed. And I'm proud of you. Like, yeah. I am like, go, go, Jen. Like, get it, Jen. I totally, I would want to, like, let's go to Pride and then send her a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> we can. I'm down. Oh. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I'm terrible. No, it's very, it's, she was abusive. She deserves a little bit of her I own medicine. I <laughs> anything. Like, I'm just laughing at you. Defensive. I'm getting you're defensive like, now. I'm like, that woman deserves some like, junk. Listen. I'm terrible. I'm, no, I. it's very surreal. Ooh. It really is. Like, I, you know, so, like, again, I think it's good for me to, to tell a story. Because sometimes I it am. Is. I forget, like, that it, it happened not that long ago. And that really, sometimes yeah. I can fall into like, you know, old patterns and I can yes. maybe, you know, I'm like not fully healed, you know, like, and I don't, well, I don't, I, I shouldn't say that because I don't think anyone ever is like fully healed. It's like, right. oh, you've reached the yeah. level. You're so, you know, you can move on. You, you never don't have, have to work on yourself. On your recovery. Yeah. And yeah. so I just have to remember to be kind to myself, you know, and like, yeah. and be like, and it is good for me to look back and be like, wow, you <laughs> look how far, far. you've come. Like, I mean, you had far. nothing. There was a time where I couldn't imagine having my own car living on my own I couldn't even imagine like living away from my family let alone like living on my own wearing you know shorts having a job right wearing a tank <laughs> never top. imagine that yeah. having tattoos what? liking a girl Insane, and it right? being okay like oh my god I didn't get transported to hell right away it's so know, right? weird I didn't like just where's go up that in lightning flames. strike <laughs> yes oh my gosh oh my god oh my gosh well I'm so impressed and I'm I know, I don't know how much, how we're doing on time over there, Sean. We like, we talk for a long time when we tell these life yeah. stories because they're so intensive. Two and a half hours. Oh, so that's not bad. Yeah, yeah we're doing good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm so impressed, proud of you, like, you. blown away by your story because I've seen tidbits on Facebook. Yeah. And then to actually hear it is just, it just, like, I'm like, I want to tell lot. my kids, hey, y'all need to yeah. listen so you know how good your life is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's like shaking his head like no no but yeah um and then it makes me wonder too like like your mom like how mm-hmm. easily are we people sucked into other people that are living lies yeah and we don't know yeah. that they are 
You know, it, it kind of scares you. Yeah. You're like, are there people in our lives that are putting on a front? Right. Did you guys have people in and out of your home? We did to an extent. And that was, um, that was really, really difficult for me when I leave. Cause it, it was a lot of, maybe it is in your head. Maybe it didn't really happen because nobody else saw it. Not one person wow. acknowledged. And I was like, it's gotta be me. But you she know? didn't do it in front well, of them. No. Well, yeah. And I mean, like she just was so incredibly manipulative where she had that power over people, she was good well, at which she is did. insane. Yeah. She was good at it. What I, I can't help but think is like now that you're gone yeah, and she doesn't have that mm-hmm. to focus on you. Is she doing that to another sibling? I thought about that. Yeah. And it's I have like, no idea. I, I don't know how old they are, but at some point I wouldn't be, I'd be waiting for them a phone call right. or a text and I or did, a message so- or something. I did reach out to my younger brother at one point. Um, I want to say like a year or two. Is this your younger biological brother? Okay. And so he, so he's in his twenties now, um, which is so insane to me. Like, you know, cause I was like when I, to, cause of course I like in my head, I still think they're all the same age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I did feel bad because that was an aspect of, um, like my younger brother was like pitted against me in a sense. And there was a lot of oh my gosh. animosity there. And I definitely did not treat him how I would, you know, have yeah. wanted to in a healthy environment, <laughs> you know, the way you would want siblings to treat each other. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of where my mom, he was the only other one who really got an extensive amount of like the, uh, of verbal abuse. Yeah. He's lucky. Um, but he's I think a man. he was like, right. I think he was kind of used a little bit to like target me. Cause it was a lot of like, you know, um, the two of you, like we would get like thrown in together. It's like the two of you can't do anything right. And the adopted ones are, um, are they both male? Uh, female and male. Yeah. That, that part kind of scares me too, because Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're young enough and, and she can probably get guardianship in the end. Yeah. But I mean, we're glad you got out. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy story. And it definitely makes you think so. But we appreciate you sharing with us. No, thank, thank you, you so for much for coming. So, on. any last thing you want to say? Yeah, any last words? No, that I you just can I think appreciate of? you guys um, letting me share my story in a yeah. safe space. You know, it's something that is really important. I think. Yeah. And well, we're honored that you yeah. were willing. I mean, it's a big deal to share your story. You know, yeah. especially like, to people you really don't even know. Yeah, like yeah. I barely know you. I'm just going to share, share <laughs> down with a stranger. We hope to make you feel at home. So and you know. I personally yeah, and had never a... met you, talked to you, or anything yeah. before today. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a wild scenario. But thank you so much of once course. again for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah. See y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>